everybody, and welcome back to Deadlands Hunter Society, where our cameras are still accurate. Yay! All Yay! Right. Uh, that. The, the advantage of having them mounted on pieces of metal instead of wires. Yeah, I know, right? And there are no wires. No wires, as you can see, we have yet again improved ourselves. We have made the studio harder, faster, and stronger. I don't know if a studio can really be faster... And if it is, you've probably done something horribly wrong. Or on wheels. You know, it's... it's, it, it's or or no. on wheels. Or you built a spider car under or, the studio or, and lifted it out of its concrete car. setting. I mean, or, I mean, I mean, just ask Kenweir how you can make a stationary... Ah! Just ask Hanweir how you can make a stationary facility faster. Uh, <laughs> that did not work out well for Hanweir, by the way. I would just like to clarify. Oh, there's a PVC pipe in the background. Hey, PVC. We can beat people on. I can poke things. Poke things, yes. Yep. All right, now so. That there are no wires, you can poke the people across from you. Hello, everybody. I will Hi. take that stick and beat you all with it. I am the executive producer here at Final Show Films, John, and also the game master for the evening. And joining me today is the lovely Holly. Hello. Oh, I'm, I'm going to hold my hand until you finish. Can I bite it? I mean, no. This, this is specifically for John Locke Cole. <laughs> because he said if I had a meter oh stick, I could sweep it all the way through the air above the table. I was going to take it and beat somebody with it. <laughs> What? Right. Um, sorry. I'm I'm Holly. I'm playing uh, Gilda Dwarven Gunslinger Death. And the not so lovely Austin. <laughs> Hello. He's I am playing uh, Matisse Dubois, <laughs> French nationalist, demolitions expert, and troll extraordinaire. And the partially dismembered William. <laughs> I'm not the character is. <laughs> I mean, we can't know that for sure. We can't see I mean, your legs from yeah, here. Yeah, I can't see the bottom half. Not, yeah, yeah they're, they're in fact, I don't see legs on the floor. It's just because I'm good like that. Um, I am William and I am playing Cadmus, the Dwarven Rigger. And the not-at-all-dismembered Stan. I'm playing Ian, the Elf Mage. And when last we left our protagonists, uh, they had cobbled together a monstrosity of a vehicle, also known as a death, twinkie, or spider car, depending on how you view it, uh, to escape from a, uh, from a cryostasis facility in which they had found themselves after going there to rescue a variety of people who had been cryogenically frozen from before the collapse of society and the world as we know it. While there, they ran into murder hobos. Uh, with with machines attached to themselves. Uh, they ran into sentry drones that they used to fuel the mechanics of the car. And they ran into a massive radioactive dragon, giving one of our new members, Matisse Dubois, his first real taste of the, this new world. He found it exhilarating. Or death-defying. Whatever. Uh, they then, as they, as they left on this five mile an hour vehicle um they they were they left at a saunty jog they uh they were attacked by a group of ram motorcycle riding bandits uh the same very the very same kind that had been attacking the cryogen facility through some clever use of mechanics that they had previously mounted to the uh to the austin's distracting me um that they had the sound that they had previously mounted, um, as well as the as well as some clever uses of magic by some of their supporting team that had arrived, um, they were. And I left my notebook that has everybody's names in it. Uh, oh well, well, you don't remember our names. 
I'm, their names. Their names. Oh. The NPCs. Right. Anyways, I remember most of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, some clever use of uh, Duran. That was it. Duran uh, was the, the dwarven magician that had with them. Uh, they managed to hover the Death Twinkie uh, above the bikers who went past. They finished killing them all and continued on their way. So you've got... It's going to take you... Oh, it took you a few hours to get here, to get from the train station to here. Um, it's going to take you a bit longer in this vehicle. I mean, we can see what we can scavenge from the... Uh... From the bikes that wrecked. So that, you, that's that's not really gonna help. It's not gonna help much getting this. Because I because I brought the bikes on board and I remember, uh, there's not much bike to these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys, you can you can theoretically set the vehicle to autopilot if you want to take a, take a, take the time to look at things. I mean, it's not gonna like suddenly careen off the road at five miles an hour. So yeah, sure. sure. There's also not a road to careen off of. (laughs) (laughs) The vehicle starts to very slowly lean to the right. The the vehicle is doing a slight tilt to the left. It's and we're going through the desert. Congratulations, we are on the desert bus. The desert death twinkie. So, communicate amongst yourselves. Um. Okay. <laughs> well, Matisse Dubois is, you know, all up with the motorcycles, scavenging them apart and trying to rebuild his own personal motorcycle. Because. Let me know how well that one goes, Frenchman. Hilda's fiddling with a turret. Fine fiddling. <laughs> kind of playing with it. That's that what I was concerned with. <laughs> when you said fiddling with a turret. You know. Well, just aiming at things out the, mm-hmm. out the... spider. A spider. <laughs> so what do you do? Don't waste any ammunition. <clears throat> I'm just waiting for us to get there. I set it on autopilot, and then I just kind of turn around and watch Matisse <laughs> meddle around with this pile of scrap that these raiders have been driving. I've probably with. got three different, the smaller motorcycles, and I'm trying to scavenge their parts for my larger motorcycle. All right, make me an on-motors mechanic check. With a uh, <clears throat> minus two penalty to your dice pool because these are strange bikes. Okay. That's my logic. I found it. Just took me a minute. Ooh. Two successes. All right. Yeah, you, you, you definitely have some wheels uh, for the bike. Um, Better than the airplane landing gear wheels. Yeah. Uh, and as you look, as you as you sort of go over the scraps, like I said last time, there's not really much to these bikes. They're mostly just body and wiring. Um, you do manage to find some. Uh, uh, you don't recognize it. It is an out of place piece of tech on these bikes. Uh, it is basically where the where the um, where the engine would be. Um, there's a battery. And uh, some weird device. Does the battery look like it powers? The battery the is definitely the power source of the bike. Yeah. Okay. So so it's it's a battery powered bike, not a yeah, not a gasoline. Okay, cool. We've, which would really suck because I imagine it's really hard to get gasoline right now. I mean, yeah. Given that we're post-apocalyptic and all that. Most of the oil rigs are on fire still. It happens. Um, what happens when you? Endlessly pump oil onto a fire. Yeah. No, that's what happens when you intentionally light an oil rig so you can deplete somebody's reserves. Yep. 
Or accidentally light an oil rig. That happens too. I mean, I when, when, nuke, when nukes go off, things get lit. I mean, um, who can say who caused it? Uh, <laughs> should we... I mean... Um, that would be a thing to take over, though, as, a, vunch, as an oil field. Vunch, just vunch, for fun. Because we need lubricants and plastics vunch, and stuff, vunch, too. Vunch, vunch, vunch. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, so the battery is the power source. Can I figure out what this device, based on the wiring, is doing? Uh, you'd need to make me a hardware check. I don't have hardware. I'm an engineer. Um, I can just straight logic it, I guess. So just straight logic it and just when you're, roll well. Uh, unskilled rolls, I believe, are to minus two. Yeah, I'm not <clears> rolling very well for that. I'm just gonna... What does the device look like? It's sort of like... It, it's a... It's a box. Just a box. It's a box with wiring in it. My, my cyber eye is like zooming in on what he's fiddling with, and I'm just taking a look over at it. And as right now, I've, I've, I've probably stopped fiddling, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it looks like I'm tracing wires. You make a hard, hardware roll? Yeah. Logic hardware? Do you have hardware? Yes, I do. I also have my logic max. I don't have detect magic, but can I figure out if it's magical? Sure, making a sensing roll. One of those. Actually, yeah. Is it magical? Magic, I just a sensing. See things. Uh, what, was... what, what, what powers do you have? Astral projection. Um, oh, you'd ha- you have to focus and project yourself to do that. Oh, okay. it does, it's not it passive. Is, yeah. <laughs> Five successes. Uh, to you, well, we'll wait till, till let's well, okay. uh, what, what do I do for... Uh, magic plus a sensing. Okay. So your, your number of dots in magic, your number of dice in magic, and yeah. your number of dice in the sensing skill. Right. I'm not going to have very much here. Ooh. Yeah, with adepts, you have to actually you have to actively four. project yourself into the astral plane. Mages can just sort of passively. I got four. Um, four. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not magical. Okay. You do not sense anything magical about it. You do sense you you it, you sense something uh, with with the sensing. You don't just sense mad. You don't just sense magic. You sense the auras of things, right. and it has a mechanical aura to it. Okay. But the mechanical aura. Like you're, you're sending the mechanical aura of it, you're also sending the mechanical aura of the, of the machines around you, and the mach- the mechanical aura of this box is brighter than the mechanical aura of everything else okay. that you're sensing. You don't know what that means, you just know that it's distinct, it is mechanical, but distinctly different from other mechanical things. Um, successes on yours? Five. Five? Uh, so it it looks it looks like a rig box like a like a riggers box mm-hmm. um, like a like a wireless rig like like a wireless rig uh, it's a, uh, amplifier. It's a, it's, it's a drone rig, kind of. Um, it's not it's not for the rigger. It's for the it's for the thing being rigged. Yeah, uh, but it is. It's not put together correctly for it to be used in that manner, as far as you know. Like. This looks like somebody put it together wrong. You imagine that it was meant to be used for the bikes, so that the bikes were being rigged. They weren't actually being driven. Um, and you, you sort of, like, looking at a distance, you'd have to get a little bit further, you'd have to get a little bit further into it to, to, to take a look to see exactly how it was rigging the bike. Um, but it definitely looks like this was controlling the bike. Maybe. If it, if, it's not the way you would have done it. Man. But that's what you think. 
Troll, hand me that box. Um, it's no use to me. I'll toss it to him. Don't lean five miles away from the mic. <laughs> oh, yes, I can lean five miles. I have that much stretch. You are that tall. Um, the is not that far from the table. Uh, name another hardware roll. Same dice pool. Dice. They're made of dice. Um, is it, would this battery be compatible with just any other device? Probably, yeah. You could probably rig it to work on your bike. Cool. One, two, three, four. Um... So just sort of looking at looking at the construction and everything, I, it looks like this went to discrete uh, micro motors within the within the chassis of the bike itself. Um, that would sort of power each wheel individually. Um, so effectively, it was m- more like a drone. Like the bike was the more bike like was a, a drone, drone than a bike. bike. Yeah. yeah. And this drone control, but this drone controller, <clears throat> in addition to being hardwired to those micro motors. Also had wireless functionality that connected it to something else. Well, well, that's interesting. He says, offering no explanation if no one asks. <laughs> no, Matisse is David, uh, David still sort of scavenging some of the some of the exosuit off of one of these guys. Looks over. What's interesting? <laughs> All right, one of the NPCs will buy it. Uh, well, it looks like whoever built this abomination of a bike uh, actually built it um, more in line with a drone specifications and purpose-built it that way. This is... It's a drone control that controls the wheels, and specifically the wheels, and only the wheels. David sort of unhooks a thing from uh, from one of the exosuits. Also, it's wireless to connect to something else. And tosses it over to you. What about this? Look the same. Similar. To control the exosuit and the motors of the exosuit. You'd think so. You can make another hardware roll to confirm. Three. Yeah, no. Uh, the, the 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 drone controller on the bike and the drone controller on, uh, is definitely something that connected to the exosuit. It also acted as an amplifier, um, so that effectively what you got here is somebody remotely controlling both bike and rider. Hmm. Somebody's got an army of poor hapless suckers put into remote control exosuits. Hmm. I'm still... I, I'm working on yeah. You're, you're working on your bike. Whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't care what the not French people are saying. Yeah. Would that be the ones we faced? <laughs> Probably. They're not the ones controlling it. But... Well, I mean, that would make what? What were they like? You guys fought them. We didn't. Psychopathic. <laughs> not really all there, um... and the suits kept fighting after they were dead. Things of nightmares. Okay, well, I mean, if you wanted shock troopers, I could imagine worse. Okay. Also, way too strong, especially for that thin of a suit. But... Uh, he sort of looks down at it, bends a bit, and sort of pops off like a bracket, and 
removes an arm from the arm, like the, the exosuit arm from the other arm. Looks at it, bends it back and forth. Here, look at this. Tosses it to you. And you sort of look, now that you know what you're looking for, you see little micro engines dotted throughout. It looks like each joint was individually powered by its own engine. Mm. These are too powerful for how small they are. There's nothing that we can make that could be this efficient. Well, at least not with what we have right now. We could probably use that, though, couldn't we? Oh, absolutely. Make some exosuits that aren't bolted to your bone system. Well, we should probably work on figuring out where these come from. You know, got a line on something that might be relevant. Yeah, you told me, the fabricator. Found a fabricator, the location thereof never got picked up and brought to the site. You think that's what they were after? Maybe. So, what do you think? I think we need to get back to base with this cyber, with this augmentation suite, get faster vehicles, and get to that, and get to that second site. Vunt, 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 vunt. Well, uh, I don't know if this thing's gonna go down the tunnels. We're gonna have to go over land with it. It's gonna be even longer, but we can't just leave the augmentation suite. And if we take it with, how far is the second site from, from what I got? Uh, you don't know. You'd have to get back. You'd have to get to the satellite bunker to, to triangulate location. I couldn't triangulate without the satellite bunker, and it could be further away than the base, as far as I know. Well, he looks up and out over the wheel, over the thing, and just passively, you guys notice your radiation ticker start going up again. That's not good. I don't see anything in the sky. Probably just nearing a pocket. Um. What's that? I look. <laughs> Anyone who's looking, make perception checks. Or, uh, yeah. Um, intuition perception. Huh. Two. That was not a good roll. <laughs> Two. One. Three. Uh, so, Matisse does not see whatever everybody else is pointing at. Yeah, I'm focused on the bike, it's fine. Uh, everyone else, you s- you see sort of a blocky silhouette. Um, looks like it rammed in some some sort of, uh, large, like, freight truck that rammed into the side of a, uh, of, of an old building that's collapsed. And David sort of looks over at it. You think we can get that up and running? Uh, we might could. Um, first, it looks like a freight truck, right? So it's got like a like a, a truck container, and then the actual vehicle itself. Yeah. I get on the front gun and pelt some bullets into the container. No response. Nothing you can tell. Right. So looks like it might be inside. empty, but uh, keep weapons on you when you go to look for it. Yep, we'll do. Um, Derek and Duran, can you guys run back? I know we're not moving that fast. Can you guys run back and grab batteries out of any of those bikes that are left over? I thought you only pulled a couple of them. No, I no. grabbed all. Because you said I could just hop off, grab one, run back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grabbed all the bikes. Oh, you did? Okay, never mind then. Uh, in that case, <laughs> fair, never mind. Uh, Derek, 
could you help our troll friend make sure that those batteries are usable? We might need them. And he goes, yeah, sure. And you suddenly have uh, uh, an elf sitting next to you with a deck, pulling them out and plugging it into batteries and sort of checking them. Seems fair. All right. Uh, the 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 do you, you you sort of reangle towards the freight truck? Yeah. All right. Vroomf, vroomf, vroomf. You probably get there faster on foot at the rate that, at the rate that the spider's going. It's probably going to take a half an hour. Yeah, I, that. I yeah. set it to autopilot to stop next to the truck and then go out and walk. Okay, so you come, come just all right. Do do do. Click click. Do 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 do. Start walking faster than it. Like the only reason I'm having a autopilot there is because I need to get the cyber. I want to get the cyber suite closer so I don't have to carry it the rest of the way. Yeah, David hops out and goes with you. Gilda's gonna hop out and go with them and all pull right. out her gun. All right. Flip my shotgun. No, no, I'm just gonna flip my well, shotgun. Wrist down. David looks We're like all run up front. David uh, looks like he's the only one of the of the support group that's going. So there are other people back yeah. to defend the um, spider. Yeah, I gotta, I'll, I'll, I'll stay back with the go group just because. Right. In case anything comes out of the truck, and he... <laughs> I don't shoot things. Yeah, he, he doesn't shoot things. I'm, I'm actually really bad at shooting things. That's okay. He's bad at throwing things matter. too. It's people specifically that he throws. I mean, I can throw decently. I've got I've got a decent amount of throwing skill. I just I'm just better at throwing people than I am at throwing <laughs> random objects. He's out of weapon proficiency. You met a human body. Um, so yeah, it takes you guys just a couple minutes. Like it takes you guys half the time it's going to take. Yeah, it, you know, there's 15 minutes and you're you're there, and yeah, it looks like it's a lot. It looks like it was a large hover truck. Um, doesn't have wheels. It has uh, propul- it has hover propulsion uh, emitters uh, mm-hmm. on all along the bed of it. Both the truck, both the cab and the truck yeah, itself. So that'd be pilot air, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, it looks like it ran smack fuck dab into this building, like. The the cab is crumpled in. It's co- the, the building is partially collapsed onto the cab. The trailer seems to be mostly intact except for the bullet holes you put into it. But the truck itself is crushed. What kind of building does it look like? Looks like it was a uh, like an office building or something. And like bricks. Yeah, like brick and steel. How big of a truck is this? Fairly big. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the trailer by itself is the size of the of the Death Twinkie. So I, I head to the back of the trailer. Uh, does it look like it's locked or? Yeah, electronic. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can. It's the electronics are long dead. Okay. Right. Uh, then I'm just gonna blast the lock off and see if I can open open right, the Make door. a make a attack roll with your shotgun arm. While he's doing that, I'm checking out. The cab is completely destroyed. Yeah, the cab is crushed under rubble. Right. It looks like it, what it looks like to you. And it doesn't take a roll to know this. It this looks like it veered off the road. It looks like it hit a support structure. A support structure. Yeah. And like, like now the cab is in lieu of support structure. So there's there's no scavenging the actual engine out of this. Maybe the, the you're not you can't really tell the extent of damage to everything below the driver cab area. It was a it was a um you you can kind of tell that it was a flat front truck. So the engine was underneath the cab, so it might have held. Uh, you'd have to you'd have to unbury it first, and you're not quite sure how you'd do that yet. Yeah. What was it? Uh, two successes. Yeah, you punch a hole. You basically blow the electronic lock off entirely. With the shotgun arm still ready. So Austin, what would a fruit truck smell like after 175 years? Nothing. Um. 
I'm imagining there's some sort of like oh. body check that's being made about now. Stench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because it, it would if it was fruit, it would ferment and rot and, and would be almost totally gone now. You might have a residue smell, but 150 but it was sealed. years. But, but the thing is, yeah, if it's if, if it's, it's sealed, sealed it. And so there's not going to be any fruit left. It's going to right. be it's slurry. Yeah. However, the air has been stagnant for that long. Like there were going yeah. to be so right. many spores in the air. Uh, settled by now, but I mean, um, anyway, pressurized. Yeah. You're not going to want it to breathe. At this yeah. Point. Like, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. The thing is, soon, the, but, the so. air it would have expanded in there. Like it's going to, the, when, when you blow the lock, you probably don't have to open it. It probably, it probably pops, pops open. open. Yeah. <laughs> it's like shotgun blast. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> yeah, so I want to yeah. need you to make a body check for me. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, just a straight body roll. Though you're a dwarf, you get plus two on to resist poisons, right? This yep. Yeah. We'll say, it, we'll say it counts as poison. It's relevant because that makes that from one to three. Yeah. So you don't throw up, but that's one hell of a smell that just erupted out of this truck. Ugh, bloody. Can we get a flamethrower in here? <laughs> <laughs> and you, you sort of you, you you think about the fact that you shot it previously, and you look like you sort of look over, and you notice that the where the bullets impacted didn't go through. This truck was reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this has been just pressurizing for 175 years. Yeah. Air that out for a bit. So do if anyone like got some fire, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> no. Uh, and now you're all smelling it. So go ahead and give me some body checks from everybody else. <clears throat> mm, you're a dwarf too, so plus two. Uh, and Matisse, how often do you think you've smelled stuff like this, being a pampered, wealthy, rich... Oh, never. Yeah, so you're going to have a minus two penalty to this one. Because <laughs> even though you're a troll... There are certain things you're not acclimated to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three. 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 I'm still on the truck. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's in a good place. I'm watching right now. it. <laughs> so yeah, you're from from a distance as the Twiggy approaches. You I, sort of I watch and you you just sort of see this this greenish <laughs> this greenish black cloud erupt out, and the three of them sort of stagger away, gagging. None of them throw like, up. If it's anything like moldy. Um, corn. I know what it smells like. None of them throw up, but it's distinctly foul all around. This sort of like sort of like like nasty radiating out I, from this I, truck. I will say at some point um what it was originally becomes irrelevant after a certain level of rot. Like yes. rotting human yeah. flesh and rotting plant matter become indistinguishable at a certain point. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Um, they they both reach that sort of like down sickly sweet, yeah yeah. Um. So yeah, it smells. Can we get the mage with a fire spell in here? <laughs> I think I'd prefer ash to that. Mm. What he's fire? still he's still back on the thing. Yeah, um, Duran is back on the. What what, what does Durand. it look like? And is it just an empty, empty? A big empty truck? Very much. David, incidentally. Oh, you probably have pits and stuff like that. If they were like. Uh, Certain pits will, will last forever. David sort of and, uh, goes a little pale mm-hmm. and then sort of ducks behind some debris and you just hear retching. Because <laughs> he only has a four body and he rolled one success, which is not enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, even the smell of cordite is better than that. So just like... 
You just unload inside the truck. <laughs> ignite, ignite some of the spores with the friction. Uh, it's uh, not helping. No, no, no there, it's there not. is no helping. Also, because if it you have to if it's it was probably insulated for to keep it at a stable temperature. Right. And insulation is typically made out of a foam. You know what foam does? It absorbs. Oh yeah. We're gonna want to rip, rip that insulation out. Yeah. We're just want to. We're going to want to gut this like. Yeah, that 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 back tra- that back of that trailer needs to needs to be completely like ripped out. Yeah. The s- like, the meanwhile, the, the smell just keeps radiating further and yeah, further so out. It, it, it'll it'll never actually dissipate. Even burning it out is not going to help because <laughs> the like you said, the insulation, um, a refrigerator that is left you know closed for you know a year or so is n- you're never going to get rid of that smell. No. So that's. It's well, you can, you can put stuff in it, but you're not going to ride. You're well, not going to ride uh, anything. Like burning, that. burning will help depending on the level of burning you're doing. If you get to the point no, where you're no, changing no. the atomic structure of the walls, <laughs> if, if, what we're saying is if we melt the truck down oh, for melt slag, the smell goes away. It depends, like said, yeah, the what level right, of fire. You, you have to get rid of all the foam, and then fire blast the. the you'll have to like You'd have you'd have to retemper the metal. Basically, to get Pretty rid of the much. smell, yeah, because you'd have to re you'd have to readjust the molecules enough that it lo- that loses whatever's absorbed into it. Magic or magic, yeah. Magic. If somebody's got a de smell spell, I'm sure I'm sure there is a cleanliness spell somewhere. In the meantime, Duran, um, I hope you invented that spell. <laughs> He's a dwarf. Why would he invent that spell <laughs> for this specific situation? Uh, we're still talking about the smell of the truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, hopefully we have... David is still retching off to one side. While that's going on, I'm going to go see if I can salvage the front of the truck and hopefully let the smell walk well, down we have away to from the door. Okay? Unbury the front of the yeah, truck. Yeah, you're, 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 you're oh. nauseous, but you're not vomiting. Awesome. Um, looking at the front of the truck, is there a conceivable way to unbury this? Make me a logic... Uh, Propping up the supports. Short, short. You know, and I've got pulling. explosives. I don't know if we want to. Uh, would I blow the building? Would I, would I be able to argue for a logic industrial mechanics? Yes, okay. industrial mechanics would be the. I was looking for architecture. Industrial mechanics what? is what that would be. What are we doing? What cap? Uh, they're looking at the cab and seeing if there's a way to unbury it. Uh, two successes. Pull it away from the building without having the building fall mm. on them. Basically. One, two, three, four, five maybe, successes. Maybe if I could artfully place explosives. Um. So the the cab has become an integral part of the structure of this collapsing building at this point. Uh, you'd have to replace the weight. Like, whatever... You'd have to hold up whatever it's holding up before you could pull it out. Spider uh, car? Could we instead knock whatever it's holding up off? You look up and the see whole building, how, the whole yeah, building how many stories of buildings away. are on top of this. Thing. Seven stories of building are still on top of it. Ah. You got enough explosives to knock down seven stories? <laughs> From the backside? <laughs> so it collapses that way? I need to look at you. <clears throat> so you want me to have the explosives to destroy this entire building? Instead. And not at all touch the truck? I just want you to tip it that way. <laughs> I say point to the other side. <laughs> yes. And you know where the explosive force has to come from, correct? You do... There was this man, very intelligent <laughs> man, even if he was not French. His name was uh, Mr. Isaac Newton. Perhaps you've heard of him. Please explain yes, Newton's first law of physics in yes. a French accent. 
and you're going to plant all the explosives in the building so that it collapses. So what you're saying is you can't outside. do it. He can. It is possible to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm issuing him the Especially challenge. Especially if you're a uh, I'm issuing him the challenge. So you're saying you I'm, can't can, do it. Uh, oh, want okay. me to make a logic yeah, demolitions check to see if there's any potential way to do this? Sure. Yes, there is. I mean, because <laughs> sure. you've got it's all the same the way you chop down a tree. You remove, you remove the other you, side you of the support. You remove the other side of the... Yeah, but the truck has the other side of the support. Have you ever watched all those tapes of... Let him roll a thing. Roll it. He's a demolitionist. Not uh, you. One, two, three, four successes. Because you can... So the 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 only way you could think of would be to blow out the supports on the other side of the building, whatever's left of it. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, because looking up the 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 building is sort of leaning over on top of this truck. Mm -hmm. uh, but it still has it, it's not like entirely leaning it's just kind of leaning which means that the supports on the yeah. other side are still intact if you were to blow enough of the supports out on the other side of the building it would tilt the other way and that would take some of the pressure off might take all the pressure off you're not 100% certain it because might you, collapse the whole building straight down yeah because uh. it, it might make things worse it might make things better you've never really demolished you never really demolished an already demolished building yeah well, most demolitions of buildings is they try to bring it, they implode it, they try to bring it down upon itself. You just do the opposite and blow it a certain direction. Yeah, you could. It will. You could theoretically play. It, it, theoretically, it should, you know, if my, you, if my you know enough about explosives, is, is less. You know, yeah, what you do with a fully stable building, and more what you do with something that's, that's already yeah. already cutting down a rotten tree is very different than cutting down a tree. It's true. Okay, uh, uh, but yeah, no. Um, how much explosives would that take, based on the size of this building? Not as much as it would take to bring down the regular side uh, building. Um, you imagine <laughs> you've got. I've, I've got commercial explosives and I've got C4. Commercial explosives are probably what we're using here because I need more area of explosives. Yeah, it, it needs right. more pressure than power. Um, uh, you probably would need. How much explosive do you have? I've got ten kilos. I'm guessing a kilo at each strategically, support Strategically, yeah. You could probably strategically place uh, um, that three kilos of explosives to, to, as far as you can tell, to sort of disrupt it in a correct enough direction that it would lean off the truck. It would be very loud, though, and then the building might collapse, which might draw unwanted attention. We have a literal death walker, so... We can't face a dragon. Not a dragon, but... You can't outrun a dragon in the literal death walker either. Can't outrun a dragon it's, it's in a death truck either. walker, not a death... <laughs> not a death runner. Not, a, not anything experienced. And you do know there has been a dragon in the area recently. I look over. Noisy. There might be a way to <gasps> wait. Oh, wait, alleviate wait. some um, silence. A silent spell on each of the explosives. You have silence? Yes, dude. Yep. I don't know that though. I do I, that. I'm still looking at. I'm looking at the door. Still, it's your the, the, the death right Twinkie is still about ten minutes out. Oh, okay. I look at uh, at the door. <clears throat> you do realize, of course, that even if I do alleviate some of the pressure, there is also the fact that um, there was a. Creature flying around here earlier. I do not know if you remember the insatiable heat that was there. We've got yeah. some mages on board, and <laughs> I know at least one of them is specialized in getting places they're not supposed to be. We'll see if they've got something. They were running away from the dragon earlier. I just would like to remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> running away, yes. <laughs> one, that's one of their jobs. 
is to get places. One of their jobs is to run away from dragons. What is that? What? Life, life, let me put this to you in as, in as close of a French accent as I can get it. And I do a horrible French accent because I'm Scottish. You ever seen a Scottish person try and do a French accent? No, I've only ever seen a Scottish person intentionally doing a poor French accent. Please do it. I don't think... I can barely do a French accent. I don't think I can do a Scottish person doing a French accent. I can't double accent myself, I don't think. Please make my day. <laughs> One of their jobs is to be sneaky. <laughs> In the worst Scottish French accent ever. <laughs> um, I mean, to me, I don't even recognize that it's French because it's so bad. And I'm French. It sounds almost Quebecois, actually. Oh. Oh. Mm. Yeah, actually, English, English, French, Scottish, French, you know. Yeah. Unless you have some sort of way of alleviating the sound, the explosion, the... Also, the fact that... Are we there yet? I recall your Geiger counters have gone up since we have encountered this, yes? Do you have a better plan? And, um... Oh yeah, our Explain. Geiger counter still. I win through a. Um, uh, I need you, you to make a body roll now. <laughs> oh, I, uh, if I remember thing. you. Yep. I remember a brief <coughs> refresher they gave on um. How Did you vomit? <laughs> waste work. You start hearing several people vomiting in the tr in the Death Twinkie, by the way. And if I recall, or hanging out windows and vomiting. Try not to barf on the cyber tech, please. <laughs> the worst part about radioactivity is that the dust. That settles is what has uh, a lot of the radioactive nature. You have to roll both to successes. To, to <laughs> we are going to unsettle a lot of radioactive dust, is what I'm saying. If you got a better plan. Uh, at this point, Duran comes over. Holy bloody hell, what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> Something that I'm hoping you can fix, I say pointing at the back of the trailer. Ah, uh, fucking shit, piece of goddamn... <laughs> and he walks over and looks at it for a minute, thinks about the spells he has access to. Um, also, am I correct in assuming that radioactive dust would, would um, fly quite liberally in this area if I were to explode this? Probably. Is what? Radioactive dust, you know? Oh, all that stuff, yeah. Right, yeah, that's you, the other thing. There's that's definitely radiation in the air. There's definitely more radiation in the area than in others. Like, you're not certain if there's a radioactive pocket nearby. You haven't really explored too thoroughly yet. Does oxygenate have to be on a person? Um, no. Actually, yes, it, it does. It, yeah, it does. But another spell can be slightly modified. Ooh. New spells in the fly. I mean, makes the difficulty higher, but if you got enough force, you can do almost anything. Yep. Uh, so, <clears throat> the uh, he sort of looks over, raises a hand, twirls it, and yanks. And there's this almost gale force-like wind that just sort of erupts out of the truck. This black, powdery, spore-like <laughs> smoke just sort of funneling up into the air. The, um... And then, as it's as it rises, Tornado. the blackness of the smoke suddenly and just clarifies into clear smoke, clear smoke, and then air. 
the smell is still there, but drastically this. reduced. Now it's a handful of rotten peaches versus the rot of the earth. Yes. Well, still got the pits and everything. Like, but you're still going to have to get rid of all that, but... Oh, damn, that smelled bad. Oh, no, we're still going to have to clean this entire thing out twice over. But uh, that's better than it was. Uh, now we need to I get this building off ask, of it. As a question, you earlier raised pillars of stone out of the ground itself, did you not? Yeah. Could you do that right there to uh, complete that support beam? Probably. There we go. Easier solution. Magic. Solves everything. That is what I have learned. Uh, he goes over what and takes the, a uh, the entertainment spell. Does that that have smells to it? Yes, the, it can. I can cover it with... The tri-D entertainment spell can, tri-D not the regular one. Yeah, I know. That's the one I have. Yes. So, so I could cover up the odors, at least. You, you can you could we, make we, it strawberry-scented compost. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Great. And, and I'm making a, making a sensing roll, just so you can see if you could tell what he did. Um, eh. I got one success. He looks over. <laughs> um, definitely some form of detox spell after using some form of wind spell to pull it all out. Yeah, that would be. Like basically, he, he sort of formed a va- he formed sort of formed a directional vacuum right. and then detoxed <laughs> everything in the vacuum to sort of burn away the the the, the effectively at this point poison <laughs> disease. Yeah. Spores, yeah. Um, he sort of looks at it for a minute. Well, I could do that, but I need you all to give some physical support to the building. Because I need to put them... And he points right where the cab is. Yeah, we need to keep that part. If up. you want the cab intact, <clears throat> we'd have to have something but supporting it long enough heavy. that yeah. it could. If we put the temporary out. brace in, yes, yeah, temporary brace, we pull uh, the right. truck out, and then run as the thing collapses. <laughs> I'm not an engineer, but I'd say brace it against the, like the core. I am an engineer. Uh, yeah, I'm also an industrial mechanics check. One, two, three, four successes. Four successes as well. Yeah, if you guys were to make some sort of mechanical brace to like sort of mount the wall, like like kind of like a like a like a like an L bracket mm. that would sort of uh, attach the wall to a, to a more firm internal core, it wouldn't hold for long. It would hold for long enough. Look at all these uh, useless pieces of motorcycle metal that we have. Yeah, but it, it would hold for long enough to. To, to not immediately collapse. I, I've been uh, like I said, ripping yeah. these panels off of these motorcycles because there's not... And by panels, I mean the... My hand, my the hand rotates into a welding tool. Let's get to work. All right, uh, this is going to be an extended test from both of you. Um, you your cumulative successes will add up uh, to, the, to what you need. Um, so I need four... Because you don't have a whole lot of scrap to work with. This is going to take more uh, than ten minutes. It's going to take them a little bit. Yeah, I need four. Uh, automo- I need four industrial mechanics rolls from both of you. Can I rest in the meantime? Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah, you 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 could be resting. Three. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. If Plus, 
Okay. If we didn't do this, how long would it take to get back in the spider car? Uh, well, make me a logic navigation check. If you don't have navigation, logic with a minus two. <clears throat> One, two, three. I can't do that because I only have two for logic. Then it would, then you default to be a one. One dice roll. Ah, oh, one. Yeah. Success. Oh, uh, you wrote? Right? Yeah, yeah, I got uh, success. Several days. Yikes. It's not okay. a practical solution is what we're saying. No. The, um, okay. the, 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 the train ride, the, the, the tram four, cart right? travels yeah, at about four, 60 eight. miles an hour. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the tram cart, the tram cart travels about 60 miles an hour. The truck you guys rigged up traveled at about 60 miles an hour. The spider car is traveling about five miles an hour. It took you several, it took you about eight hours to get out here with two separate 60 mile an hour vehicles. Traveling at five miles an hour? 12 times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Couple days. <laughs> so eight times twelve. That's how many hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah, fifteen. No, I got not, eight. I'm so twenty-three total successes. Uh, twenty-three total successes at the cost of four. All right. You put together a thing you think might hold. That's not reassuring. <laughs> um. Well. <laughs> At least Spidercraft's got, car has got a lot of torque, so if we, you know, cable it to the back of the truck and pull it, it'll pull it out. Yep. And then we can slam a... a, a someone can slam a, a rock pillar in its place. Yep. Duran looks Somebody like... strong? No, no, the rock pillar is coming from the mage. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Duran... Yeah. Prepares. I'm also getting the heck away from this. Yep. I think. Just in case something horrible. Troll, troll, troll sets up the brace. I rigged the spider car to start pulling the truck. All right. At five miles an hour. Well, it's got all the torque in the world, though. It yeah. does. Yeah. All the torque all in right, the world. Make me a piloting check. All right. Pilot Walker. I actually need one, two, three. Nine. I need two more dice. One, two, three, four, five successes. All right. That's a number. Okay. So this spider car and you hear the the sort of creaking. the creaking and groaning of a building. Can I use can I use gearhead to push its torque? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you hear this for five minutes. Sound of shifting stone as the building starts to shift as it leans into the spot where the truck is slowly pulling away from, and. It leans to a point, and then you start hearing metal groaning sounds. Mm. Just these, these, these long dramatic ting, ting, ting. If it can be really long and dramatic, um, that'd be best. And Duran starts very quickly shifting his hands around, doing wiggly fingers, uh, wiggly arms. But yeah, he's a hermetic mage. He basically does math to cast spells. Yay, math spells. It's uh, the regular magic high school style spellcasting. Yep. And poof. Yeah. There's a rock. He, uh, you see some blood start to pour out of his nose. 
into his. He, he's he's, he's, he's he taking physical damage, damage, or just he's taking stu- it's stun damage. It's, stu- it's mostly stun. Yep. Okay. He's not unconscious net yet, so no, it's not physical damage. Okay. Um. And uh, as the truck pulls away, the building starts to lean. You hear a very loud ping, ping, ping from the brace, and the building begins to collapse right as these earthen pillars shoot up and connect. And there is this loud creaking sound. But it's not falling yet. <laughs> All right, and we're run, leaving, run, run, run. and we're leaving as fast as that spider car can. It's not falling yet. <laughs> Alright, um, I'm, gonna... I'm going to hop uh, into the cab of the truck and see if there's any way to get this thing to operate. The cab of the truck is flat. I'm going to rip the door off the cab of the truck and reach under and see if I can get the thing to stop. I'm going to rip the I'm... roof off, you mean. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to do the smart thing and look at that and look at where that building is leaning and get mm. out of the fall. Alright, so the spider car starts towing to the yeah, side. The spider car is not going fast. I'm you, seeing if I can get there's it. A lot of, there's a lot of metal grinding sounds, as you remember that this, this is a hover a truck, truck and not a wheel truck. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can I so can I get the thing to start? Uh, so you, you make me a strength check, strength body check to rip off the roof. Strength and body? Yep. I can roll dice. <laughs> I can roll a number of dice. Would I be able to attach a turret to the top of this thing? You can attach a turret to anything if you've got determination. Yeah, if you've got enough time and mechanics, yeah. How long would it take? Probably longer three, than it would take for this building to fall four, if it's going to fall. Five, six, seven successes. Uh, okay, yeah, you... <laughs> and just peel this thing off. Alright, go, going inside. The first thing you notice is that the battery is broken in half. What about the engine? Uh, it looks like it was a battery-powered engine. But the engine is still there. Yeah, the engine's still mostly there. It's a bit dented and crushed I turn in back places, to the spider but... walker. If you could throw some batteries right now! <laughs> uh, Garrick gets down, grabs a couple of batteries, and just shot puts them towards you. Wham! Shove! Plug, 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 plug. There's this faint... Turn on. It's not doing anything. Gearhead to overcharge this sucker. Sure. Uh, make me an automotive mechanics check. See, I don't subscribe to the to the Prometheus school of running away from things, John Lockhole, because that's a stupid way to run away from things. Five successes. Okay. Yeah. No, you're you're you you you. How are you overcharging it? Um. I don't know. I'm bypassing the thing that makes batteries drain slowly. And just going full on. Get this truck moving. We can put fix the. We can just. Steer Do you have any sort of electronic devices on you? Um. I have a lot of explosives. Um, All right. So you you reach into your bag. You oh pump. yes, no, no. I've got. I've got a mini welder, and I've got a uh, fuel for that. Because I think it's. I've, I've got uh, charge a, packs for that. Or is it, is it fuel or charge packs for the mini welder? Charge packs. Yeah, so yeah, you, you reach in, pull out a couple of charge packs, uh, and you actually then pull out your deton- a couple detonator caps um, and sort of wire these charge packs to the engine to give wire it a little bit more juice. Uh, 
Um, and then, and then, and then a smile across my face as I imagine the look that the dwarf's gonna have on his face when he sees what I've raked over here. And then you How look, awful it and, is. and then you look at it, and it's still, and you just go, wham, and the entire truck suddenly goes, and starts moving a little bit faster. All right, I'm as gonna, the spider truck suddenly loses all tension and keeps I'm gonna spin speed. this sucker around and. You, you have no control it. over it right now. It the is just is kind on. of not there. Okay, well, it is just have a steering on. Motor. It's hovering, and which allows you can get off and push it. Well, you can actually uh, probably push how, it faster. How, uh, if I run. jump out, can I can I just grab the thing and run with it? Yeah, if it's hovering. Probably yeah, more so. Grab, yes. run with the truck. Yeah, you grab and run with the truck. So you, I, the, I, the, I, the, the truck is still attached. Spider walker, unhook it, sling it over my shoulder, and just start. Running and away from the building. As you get down on the ground, <laughs> you get down, grab, and start pushing. You don't. You don't worry about trying to grab things. You just grab it and shove, and the entire truck just goes sideways as you move it. The spider. The spider car. You're catching up with the spider car and passing it. And then there's this loud. As this building. Begins to tip. As it begins to tip, I'm going to grab my um, my uh, respirator mask and shove it on my face so I can keep breathing when the dust flies up. All right. Which way is it falling? Toward. Uh, in the direction the truck was. Which were we walked Which, away from? We're, sideways. Okay, so you got, toward, well, you guys aren't sure if you've cleared it yet, but the, uh, it is falling. We're still moving. I slam the welder's <laughs> mask down. You guys are still moving, falling, falling, um, and. About two feet behind you, this thing, wham, and a massive dust cloud erupts up into the air. All of, None of you can see at this point, as dust just sort of covers everything. Thank you, welder's mask. I need you to make me a body check. No armor, just body. Do I get my troll toughness yes. bonus? Yes, you're okay. in your inherent troll toughness. As bits of building hit you in the back and legs. One, two, three, four, five successes. Okay, so yeah, you you take three points of physical damage as this building hits the ground and bits of metal and rebar bounce off of you. Do we need to make a check for the dust? Do you have a respirator mask on? My, I'm going to hold my breath. Then I'm just going to stop breathing. Make me a body check. I'm gonna stop breathing for a while. <laughs> Does your welder's mask have so, a respirator in it? It's a sealed, like, o- like oxygen sealed. <laughs> like because I'm because I'm supposed to be welding and not breathing in sparks. So he's holding his breath right now. Yeah, I'm I'm holding my breath. It's so everyone that's trying to hold their breath, make me body checks. Two. Uh, body diving, if you got it, because it's gonna be the same thing. <laughs> oh right. Two. Two. Alright. Trace. On five dice, which is impressive. Alright. You rolled so, two dice for body, right? Yeah. So you succeeded on half of them? No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't succeed. I'm just holding. I'm just kind of, yeah. Hey. Breathing in my. You're used to this whole oxygen thing. So Actually, you guys are, you, you guys can't see anything basically right now. You're just, you're just pushing. I, I have <clears throat> this dust is so thick. Yeah, you can't. You see. can't, you can't see, see anything. 
You can see the truck you have your hands on and yourself, and that's it. Thermographic vision doesn't work through a solid wall, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. And and but dust the, is but physical. We're still moving the same direction. Um, just hoping that it'll clear. You're sort of holding your breath, and your eyes start watering. And just as you're about to open your mouth and gasp for air, a hand grabs you on the shoulder and shoves something metal into your mouth. Okay. Do you uh, open your mouth? Uh, no. Um, I would recommend. I would, no. Yeah. Probably. All right. Uh, do you want to do? You, do you want to do something to whatever's happening? I look to see who it is. All right. Make a perception check because you're trying to look through dust. Through the dust storm. Three. You look up and you see David with a mask on. Okay, then I open my mouth. And there's this 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 hiss of oxygen as you as your teeth clamp down on a bit of metal, <clears throat> and you realize he shoved a respirator into your mouth. Okay. I cast oxygen in on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, plus, uh, see, uh, riding extra body dice six. Yeah, if you ever yeah, seen like a, give me another body. Uh, like, a modern, uh, so like, first, uh, uh, like, roll to cast uh, it. Electronic welding mask. Roll to cast it. They're fully face sealed because you're not to get anything anywhere near this face area. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to breathe in metal shards. <laughs> uh, five successes. Okay, uh, so you get five extra dice to your body pool. Uh, you also have to resist a drain of one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if you can resist that one drain. Four, five. Oh, resisting. I'll do the body the body dice first. Okay. That gives me one, two, three. Ah! All of them. Right. <laughs> I got <All> seven. Right. <laughs> so now roll... Oh, so, sorry. Okay, so you, you roll the body dice. Yeah, yeah now roll the drain, dice. which is charisma yeah, so willpower. So the drain is... Charisma willpower. Three. <clears throat> yeah, what? Three, six, you got a drain of one. One, two, three. Yeah, you, uh, you. There's a there's a tap on one, the side two, of your three, helmet. Four, five. Yeah, I got five. And Garrick is holding out a respirator at you. <clears throat> Grab it, and in like one motion, just. <laughs> yep. Because outriggers carry these things <laughs> and extras. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then like close the helmet again, so I keep the dust out of my face. Yep. <laughs> you see, I heard that there was going to be a nuclear apocalypse, so I went and bought a respirator. <laughs> Because it seemed like a good idea at the time, and uh, and I, so you're I you're holding your breath now, and yeah, after so. a minute, Derek sort of like oh, reaching out, grabs my, you, okay. and shoves the respirator in your okay. mouth. Got it. And it looks like they've been doing, it, and and you're sort of you're in the truck still, so you sort of see that they've she, that they were doing that for the other um, else first, yeah. people in right. the in the truck. Yeah. Um. The dust is still there, but you're pushing the truck. Yeah. Uh, after a couple of minutes, uh, you see David come up alongside you and start pushing with you. And after about 30 minutes, the dust begins to clear. A big dust cloud. Oh, moving. Yeah. yeah. Pretty well. Well, well do you know much if, if dust it's stagnant, going to be around here? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's stagnant air, you're not, if you don't have much of a breeze, it's going to be a while. And so dust begins to clear. You start to see each other again. You see the truck. You look back, you've been moving this entire time, so you've got a bit of a distance. The entire building slammed down, and it was not not two feet behind you. Did it make a noise? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of noise <laughs> happening. We certainly didn't have the not alert any dragons that might be nearby aspect. However, gonna die. they couldn't see us in the dust clouds, so that's... Yeah, they can see us and we're going to die. Well, we've got a dust cloud <laughs> stuck okay. back into, actually. So maybe... Well, yeah, but we all look like, like we're, we're covered... Yeah, you are we're, all. We are, we're covered in dust. You are all. You, can't tell you are all are. currently yellowish brown. Yeah. Also, how are the Geiger counters going? Nuts. They aren't. They aren't as bad as you'd expect. They are much higher. They, they're higher than they were previously, but they are not at the you are about to die levels. Tick tick tickety not tick tick tickety. Yeah 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 yeah. Now that we're out, I'm going to look in the cab of this thing and see. Yes, fortunately, while radioactive dust is everywhere. It has dispersed a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look in the cab of this thing and, well, look through the roof of this thing and Try see to... where the steering mechanism is. Uh, non-existent. non-existent. So it's all to rebuild it. all, you, yeah, you, you Very, very quickly you determined that this was electronic steering. So there's not, there's not like a drive shaft. It was entirely electronic controlled. It, okay. may, have even been, it may have even been a drone truck. All right. But you don't see a drone control unit in it? It may have been crushed with the building. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to improvise on that. In fact, make me a um. What are your? Make me a logic perception check. As I once again complain about the fact that the skills aren't on the DM screen. Relevant skill combinations. Any skill combinations. Two successes. <clears throat> um. You notice you you see the the name of the shipping company like sort of. Like, like embedded in some of the, the surviving bits. Mm. Um, it was a, specifically a, ship, a shipping company that specialized in drone fleets. So you imagine that there was a large, like sort of what, what was crushed and compacted was the drone infrastructure on top of the engine, which is why the engine survived at all. Because there was a lot of stuff between it and the collapse. What would it take to build a steering mechanism onto this thing? Um, it'd take time. It'd be easier to turn it into a, a drone rig. Okay. That would be way easier, and especially because you guys have rig, but you have rig units that you've removed from the bikes. Cool. It would be way easier to just install one of those and 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 uh, and um, cannibalize it to your own purposes. All right. Well, I can drive it, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not a droner. I, <laughs> I work with the mechanics, not the you're, electronics. You're not a rigger. No. I'm a great pilot. Yeah. Uh, for now, it seems like everything is okay. Though you do hear rumbling in the distance. Like that. <laughs> yes, like a thunderstorm. We need to get this going now. Well, give me about ten minutes, everyone. Get the back as cleaned out as you can. Get everything loaded in. We do realize that the hover is working. We can... So it with the walker. It's not going fast, but well, it is yeah, it will, some distance keep while we fix it. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, at least we'll be moving, but... Yeah. Not very quickly, but... Give me about ten minutes to work on this thing. Alright. I just go into the back and begin ripping the insulation panels off the back, out of the back of it. And... Alright. Are you doing the uh, try the entertainment thing to <laughs> make it smell try, better? Try to, <laughs> make it smell like strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> cast try the entertainment. Cinnamon. Yeah, sure, why not? I got nothing else to do. Those. That many of those. Meanwhile, I will work on creating a new drone Ooh. control for this. What's yeah, well, you've got parts. Um, so go ahead and give me. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to use a whole one of these <clears throat> at all because I don't like what was controlling them. 
Sure. You don't just want to slap it on? No. I don't want this truck trying to run me over, thank you. Alright, so you want to you want to cannibalize two of them to make a new one, basically? Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, in that case, give me a logic hardware. It's going to be an extended test. Give me th- three logic hardware rolls. I got six successes. So I'm going to make the place look like a like yep. a little forest. What's the drain on Tridy Entertainment? Uh, three. F minus three. Okay. No, F minus two. All right. So that's going to be. And you've cast it at four six. Yeah. How many did you say? So that'll be um, drain against four. How many did you say? Three tests. Fourteen. All right. Yeah, you managed to put together. You, you managed to put together a uh, a, a suitable drone rig. Yikes. You're not certain if you've managed to get rid of all the bits and pieces that transmit back to whoever originally created them. Can I turn off wireless connectivity? <clears throat> You can, but you'd have to be sitting on top of it, hardwired in. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you click off wireless connectivity. Uh, yeah, you get yourself a drone control box. <sighs> All right, let's get this plugged in. I'm gonna have to be jacked in just to be certain that whoever is controlling those bikes isn't gonna control this thing. So I'm going to be basically non-responsive for a bit still oh you can you can ar i I can cold sim but still it's like a lot of my focus is going to be on mentally driving this yeah so you so you uh get up there and you plug in and so your vision sort of you 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 take on the piloting role of this truck basically Mm -hmm. as you're sitting there click in hook it in turn it on uh you suddenly your heads up display changes yeah um, you now have, you realize that there's a camera on this truck <laughs> as the ground in front of it, sort of like basically at mid, uh, mid, um, bumper level, sort of uh, like a camera sort of at bumper level appears in like sort of your upper right hand corner, um, showing you the correct level. You've got the speedometer over here. You've got, you've got the amount of energy left in the battery down here. Um, and you've got a little a GPS thing that's looking for signal down in the lower right. No signal. Searching for network. No signal. Searching for network. Yeah. <laughs> no network found. But other, otherwise, your, the center of your vision is clear. Like you, you. I, it's, I literally have a HUD. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a driving game HUD. Yeah, you have a driver HUD right now. Turn off the Wi-Fi. It's just gonna kill the battery faster. <laughs> All right. And you've got control. You just have to think forward and it'll go. All right, uh, get everything loaded up. And you know what? Uh, what was the name of the other, of the, the hacker? Derek. Derek. Derek, can you set the walker for um, autopilot back to the base? I'm wondering if it'll make it on time. Well, ever. We could pick it up, turn it sideways, and... Yeah, you could theoretically fit it into the freight freight truck. I think it fit in the freight truck. Diagonally, yeah. You'd have to break off the legs, but... I mean, we can can disassemble it quickly We can disassemble certain It's much easier to take things apart than to put them together. (laughs) Just take the legs off, put them inside the the pillbox, and just slide it in. Uh, Those people doing that, go ahead and make automotive automotive mechanic checks. Logic automotive mechanics. Eric's going to give you a hand. Three. Five. Uh, yeah, between you, Garrick, and Derek, you managed to... Yeah, because taking the legs off are way easier than putting them on and making... Because you don't care if they work now, you're just chopping them off. Yeah, uh, and we're, we're not chopping them off, but we're just like, unscrew, unscrew, 
Make sure we don't rip the wires. Yeah, unscrew, unscrew, disconnect, unscrew, unscrew, disconnect. Throw in truck, throw in truck, throw in truck. All right, now you've got to get it onto the truck. Get what? Now you've got to get it onto the truck. Yeah. Yeah. you got the legs pick off. Pick it up. Can you pick it up? <laughs> How heavy is it? Um, I mean, imagine the, the, the base of it is just a, it's a bed, flat bed, right? What is? The, the base of the, spy, the, the water, the walker base. Yeah. Yeah, it's a flat bed. How much does it weigh? A lot. <laughs> I have a mage that levitated it previously. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's like 20 feet long. And it's is currently weighed down with a lot of loot. <laughs> well, we moved the everybody, loot. Everybody gets, I mean, we got 15 people here. To we moved the loot help. into the move, truck. Yeah, move all the loot and then we'll just turn. Duran looks over and goes, and then hovers up. Push it Drive in. the truck under. Push All right. Truck under. Everyone move. Mm. The back end of the truck goes. As it adjusts. Thankfully, it's meant to carry heavy things. Yeah. yeah. Right. But like in a helicopter, if you get, you know, somebody jumps on. Yeah, and you're already hovering. Oh yeah, no, no. you have to you have to make the adjustment for that 200 pound weight. Yeah, and you suddenly <clears throat> yeah. see the you see, you suddenly see the energy output spike. Yeah, as it auto adjusts, as it has to put out more energy to keep the spider up. All right. <sighs> Seems like he absorbed the drain this time. He's been having really poor luck on his drains on his absorption rolls. <clears throat> so we've got the then the platform still has the turrets on it. So we still have the turrets. Yeah, They're, just on yeah. the. Inside of a box we, we, truck. Well, we've got we've, we need to uh, of a reinforced con- consider, box truck. Considering it was considering it was pulling the truck, uh, the front turret, the one with the grenade launcher, is facing outward. Sure. Facing out the back. Yep. All right. We can do that. And uh, you are currently unprotected on the front of the cab, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting. I'm a sitting duck right here. Do you want to do anything to prevent that from happening? I'm going to walk over and bend the cab back into shape. Give me a body strength roll. Right, there's those dice. Those dice. That should be enough dice. Hi, I'm a troll. You know what we do? <laughs> body and strength. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yep. Uh, just for those, those, those of you wondering, the... Dif- uh, difficulty levels for success thresholds. Eight successes is an extreme difficulty test, which this was. So yeah, well, I mean, um, when you roll nineteen dice, so you go, you reach in and like sort of pull down what you previously pulled up, and so now you've got basically a roof. And well, I probably had to go in and you know straighten the the, the side framing a little bit. And... Yeah, you mostly just have a roof now. But you've got a roof. And then I'm going to take some of the sheet paneling. Um, I look... I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with drone technology. I assume that there is some sort of camera on the front? Yeah, I've got no need for meat vision right now. Uh, David sort of bangs on the side. I'm just going to sit up there with you in case somebody tries to shoot you, okay? Sounds um, good to me. I... I'm going to crudely up. bolt some panels onto the side so it's just the front that's open. Alright. Uh, automotive mechanics. Doesn't have to be pretty. Well, I mean, I don't know. With five successes, it might be. 
You, you, yeah, you knock it in. Um, and everyone loads up. Shut off. Yep. Give me a piloting aerospace. Pilot, pilot air. Yeah, pilot air. You got that one? Aerospace is for space vehicles. That's I, right. I do have pilot air. I'm not as good at it as pilot ground, but... Yeah. Pilot air. I, too, am better at ground than I am pilot air. Never thought you'd have to use it. No, I figured I might. Two. All right, so you... This thing gets up to about 50 miles an hour. Hey. That's way better. Yeah, it's a factor of 10. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it hovers, and it's a smooth ride because it's, I mean, it's hovering. It doesn't interact all this ground. So. Yeah, so just. And as you guys speed off towards your destination, we were going to take a quick break. So. Uh, if you need to get up, stretch your legs, use the bathroom, get a drink, do whatever. Make sure your chair stops spinning like this one is for some reason. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that. We'll be back in just a few minutes. As soon as I hit the button. That button. No, the other Wait, button. Hang on. <laughs> this button. Pull the lever. Wrong lever. And rack. And right. I'm holding a keyboard in the about to hit somebody with it phase. You know, a keyboard um, would be a very poor weapon. It uh, depends on what movie classic. you're watching. Because uh, in certain movies, you can hit somebody so hard that a tooth flies out and the letters the letters spray off in just such an angle that the camera catches them saying, fuck you. What movie was that? Uh, that was the, the movie where they bend bullets. Oh, um, <laughs> I know what you're talking Wanted, about. Wanted, I think. So they already had some loose physics. Yeah, no, they already had really loose <laughs> physics. I think it was wanted. Yeah, so, I, think, I think it was wanted. Yeah, because that, that's how bullets work. It by was the way. this this the guy was a, such a legend such a legendary that, assassin yeah. that he could bend the bullet around. Yeah, like like, like swinging the gun and firing mid swing to bend yeah, the bullet. As yeah, if, as if <laughs> as if you had enough momentum in your swing to maintain that momentum on the bullet oh, as it also. Yes, if you swing fast enough, technically. It will change the direction the bullet comes out. But once the bullet comes out... It's, it's going in that direction. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. It might it might have like a slight horizontal tilt, but it's not going to curve around an object. Because that's what they were doing it with. They were trying to curve around a pillar. Yeah, no, no. They were doing this and making the bullet go... Yeah. They figured by, by swinging their hand like that, they can make the bullet fly in a U-shape. Now, the vi- it was a cool concept for the video game. I mean, it's a cool concept. It's just not realistic. It's sort of, you know, you know why curveballs work in baseball is because the way you spin the ball, yeah, not the way ball, you throw it. Way. Yeah, it's 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 the how how the object spins is what matters, not what the mid is doing. Yeah. Hmm. Are we back? Anyways, yet? we're back. Yeah, we've been back for a couple minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they heard that whole rant. They did. Just... Anyways, anyway. so you are traveling at fifty miles an hour. I learned this is actually a better skill than I thought it was because it's actually ground vehicle for every vehicles. Yep. So. Uh, so you and David are up front. Everybody else is in the back. What's you doing? Are you well, still trying to put together a motorcycle? Yeah, I'm still working on that. All right. Meditating. Sure. Yeah, you all can rest. Are you meditating or are you putting on a show of meditating? Yes, yeah, putting on a show of meditating. Do you still have. <laughs> You're you, actually you, sleeping. Still have, are you sustaining? Try to. Are you, uh, are you oh, sustaining the trade? Sustain the yeah. Try to you don't have to keep you, the smell down. It's what you rolled it once. Once yeah. you say you're sustaining, you just sustain it. Okay. It doesn't require another roll. <laughs> All right. It just makes you at a minus two dice pool for everything you do Probably, until yeah. you yes. stop. Yeah, right. It. 
but hopefully you won't have to do anything much. Because magic is cool in Shadowrun like that. Once you've done it, just hold it. Uh, but yeah. So you guys are resting in the back of the truck, having any meaningful conversations about life, the world as it exists, etc. Uh, you realize that, um, you, there are, so, so you're, you're sort of getting used to the controls of this vehicle that you've drawn it, that you've rigged into, and you realize that you have atmospheric controls for the truck, for the trailer. Also known as air conditioning. You'd be able to close the doors, too, if you hadn't broken the lock. I mean... Oh, you can close the door, you just can't lock them. Yeah. Or seal them. Uh, leave the doors open, we have guns pointing out that way. Um... I mean, there's something to be said for airflow with helping to ventilate that smell, so turn the air conditioning on. Also, the cooler it is, the less it will... Smell. The the less air movement there is, so the less the the smell will, you know, enter people's olfactory senses. It doesn't make that much difference at this point. Also, the outside is a desert. We could use some AC. Not a desert, it's a wasteland. There's a difference. Probably not cold. Not right now, no. But you do hear thunder rumbling in the distance. Mm. I mean, it rains in deserts, too. Occasionally. No, it's, it's specifically it's a wasteland. Everything's overgrown. Yeah. It's not a desert. So yeah, you guys are in the back of the truck, and suddenly also, you hear... Also, deserts aren't always hot. Antarctica is a desert. That's a tundra. No, Antarctica is a what desert. What does it sound like? Uh, it sounds like AC kicking in. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought something coming out of this. No. Like, God. <laughs> Actually, that's going to make it worse temporarily because all those spores that were all up in the AC unit. The unit. They're oh, not it? No, no, they're not. Because it got sucked out via vacuum. Magic. Yep. Oh. Magic. Magic. The, the vacuum, the vacuum oh. spell actually pressure, like, made it an okay, area of zero pressure that just yanked everything out of that truck. Good. That's what we need to see. Yep. So, yeah. It's uh the the you have the sweet sort of strawberry smell of the Trident Entertainment going on, and <laughs> covering up the sort yeah, of like <laughs> smell like, of death. Yeah. Yep. And now there's a nice cool breeze circulating. It's like a glade air freshener. And while the back doors aren't closed, it's blocked enough by the by the Death Twinkie that it's actually getting fairly nice and cool in the back. Sounds good. All right. Okay. If you really wanted to, you could probably figure out a way to pipe sound back to the trailer as well. <laughs> Don't care to right now. Actually, <clears throat> get back to me on that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not a troll with a boombox. Nope. <laughs> you are not. So, you guys, I'm, have got... I'm trying to figure out how much of my how much of my music collection I have stored on my person. You got you have you got a data jack. So, yeah. um. You've got a several hours in the back of the truck. Okay. Just everybody just sitting around. Resting. Resting, yeah. not talking. Gilda's just like in the corner, hugging a gun. <laughs> Gilda knows who her friends are. Gilda's waiting for that dragon to come down again. <laughs> yes. Make me a perception check. <clears throat> Please don't wait that hard. If you are... wait hard enough, the dragon will come. Can I see anything? Isn't it, like, covered? Yeah. You can okay. still hear. You still have to sit here out the back. And... How loud is this truck? Not, Not very. very loud, because it's electric. <laughs> electric and, and hover. The, the loudest part of the truck right now is the hover, are the repulsors, which do make an amount of noise that's mostly just vibration. The downward force. 
Three. Three? All you hear is the trouble. Just that constant vibration from the downward force of the repulsors. <clears throat> Suddenly industrial rock as I figure out how to plug in my, my music. <laughs> <laughs> she like jumps as soon yeah. as she hears that. There's industrial rock music just suddenly comes over the speakers in the, tra- in the trailer. Specifically the Surge by Miracle of Sound because that is literally the, that is literally a Riggers theme song. After a minute you get a message in your in your display going nice try and all of a sudden the music switched to classical switches to classical French music. <laughs> <laughs> As Derek is sitting back there and you guys you guys don't see anything. You know it's Derek who's just sitting back there messing with his messing with his board. <laughs> Matisse approves. Oh he's a better hacker than I am too. He's a Decker. You're a Rigger. Yeah. In this particular school, he wins. <laughs> you can do each other's jobs, just not as well as the other person. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. When you say classical French, um, are you talking like Carnival of Animals, uh, Waltz Macabre, those sort of things? Like actual classical? Uh, like like what, what, we, what we would consider classical Technically today. the early Romantic area, <laughs> yes. era, which was when France really started... Yeah, yes. Yes. Awesome. Showing off his <laughs> I didn't know that, so I just said yes. <laughs> so we've got some uh, WC. I, I know. I, I know lots about certain things. Classical music is not one of them. <laughs> so I'm imagining we got WC, because he's sort of a French dude. There you go. Uh, and about... And it's like a message. Go, a message goes back to Derek. You know, I can cut the whole thing off, right? And Derek responds, "Try." <laughs> I can hardware shut this shit off. <laughs> yeah, you can, but that would just shut the truck off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Derek said, "Try." And we get into a rigging fight. Roll your matrix initiative. Uh, nice boys. You're both we, we can always climb out the back of the truck, climb over the roof, and go down and <laughs> tap him on the shoulder. <laughs> run back. <laughs> Just play around on top of the truck. All right, so about ten hours later, you're moving a little bit slower than normal. Uh, and it's getting dark outside. And about this point, the storm is caught up. And all of your, whenever there's a lightning strike, all of your uh, radiation uh, Geiger counters tick up real quick and then tick back down. <laughs> oh, fun. As... Nuclear lightning. That's what we need. This thunderstorm rolls in and you hear the, the heavy sheet of rain just... Drop on the truck. And you're pulling up to pretty close to where the entrance to the train yard is, to where the to the actual train tracks are, not the actual Deadlands itself. Mm. Uh, to get the whole truck there, you'd have to go overland. Okay, this thing I got to the, how fast do the trains go? It, there's not a big enough entrance for the truck to get in. Thing is bigger than a train. Uh, no, there's no exit for the train. There was a, yeah. it was a, it was a ladder. It was a ladder to an escape. Uh, trains were not designed to right. leave the subway. Yeah. Um, how fast do the trains go? Uh, about sixty, 60 miles an hour. Yeah, so we're so, I mean, fifty. We might as well take the take the tr- truck in. I, I, I thought we were like coming up through the tunnels, not the. No, the tunnels. So the the tunnel collapses. Okay. 
Like you can actually from the surface, you can actually see where the there would have been an exit out onto land that is just collapsed and covered in rubble. Okay. The only way to get out of that particular end of the of the trains is to climb out through an escape hatch. Which you guys are coming up to the hatch. Well, we've got too much shit to bring down the hatch, so yep. yeah, I let's keep just going. Keep driving. All right, you keep driving. Uh, you're gonna have to sleep sometime. At some point, uh, there are other people who can let drive the this car. Guy, yeah, let the others. There's one person other than me who can drive this car. Yep. So uh, by the time I'm getting tired, I send the message over. Get your skinny elf ass up here and drive this thing. <laughs> elf? Yeah, Derek's an elf. Oh, okay. Because you, you have to have a deck to drive this car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you have to be able to right. jack into For the... For me to drive a car, it has to have <laughs> some method of control. Car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That does not plug my brain directly into this vehicle. Derek sort of looks up. Taps onto the thing. You may feel a sudden pinch. It's not wireless. I've actively disabled wireless. Yeah. That's not what Derek's doing. You suddenly feel energized as a surge of energy jumps in through your rig, uh, and you feel like Derek just overdrove you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you keep track. <clears throat> okay. Gearhead the dwarf. Wait a second. Deckers can do weird things, especially when you have cybernetics in your brain. <laughs> Which Cadmus does. <laughs> so yeah, you, you you suddenly know what your drone feels like when you overdrive them. Yeah. <laughs> and you are wide awake. Well that works. <laughs> For various interpretations of works. And you continue on. About ten hours later, and it's truly dark now, uh, you realize you don't have any headlights on? I don't have headlights that exist. <laughs> yeah, you don't have headlights that exist, but so you're dwarf, like so you've got, you've got night vision, roughly. Yeah, oh. I believe so. So right now you're guiding basically by your own light, not by the camera? Mm. Or by your own eyes? Um, I think it's everybody but orcs and humans get night vision. I think orcs also have night vision. It's just the humans that What have is with vision? humans and suck vision? Actually, I don't think they're the only ones with suck vision. I think gnome, uh, not gnomes, um, because gnomes were separated dwarves. Because uh... trolls have the best vision. I think elves don't have night vision. Yeah, they do. Or they have. I think it's orcs who don't. Let me look. So uh, orcs are the most human. Let me take a look. While I take a look. Um, so, yeah, about. Ten hours later, there's not much happening, just the occasional spike on the radiation, and you, you know, you're sort of driving by your Geiger counter, keeping the correct direction, but every time your Geiger counter spikes, you sort of avoid, move around and avoid where it's It's a hover vehicle, indicating. so I can move horizontally while I'm moving. <laughs> yep. That's I can move laterally while I'm moving longitudinally. Yep. And that's a good thing. Here we go. Uh, orcs have low light vision, elves have low light vision, trolls and dwarves have thermographic vision. Uh, humans have no vision. <laughs> humans have humans suck vision. Humans but ha- they hum- get the most edge. Humans, however, get the most edge and cost the least. So. Because humans okay. are boring. 
I mean, Edge, um, Edge is the pretty things good. things you can do with Edge. Yeah, yeah, but... Humans can start with Seven Edge. Which, as I recall, was what Zachary did in the one-shot. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to put seven extra dice in here, break my limits, and all my sixes explode. <laughs> I think that's how he sniper shot five people dead at once. Yeah. yeah, no, humans are pretty badass in Shadowrun. <laughs> so, eventually you find yourself approaching the train yard. Humans so, have unlimited potential. Most of you have actually never seen the train yard from the outside. Uh, the, the outriggers have, but you guys have ne- never have. And it seems slightly strange to you that from the outside, something so small could be so big as it is as it feels on the inside. I work with drones. That's an everyday occurrence for me. The um, it's just sort of a squat, a small squat box that's half sunk into the ground. Um, you see another large box off to either side where you know the the old train scrapyard and then where the defenders headquarters basically where where the gunsmith and the riggers and the rig drones are um it looks like at one point it may have stood a couple of stories high but it got sunk into the ground uh to protect it from to protect the glass which you know the glass just looks out on dirt and it's just sort of a very surreal experience to see it from here because like i said it looks tiny um, you know that there is a roof hatch that you can access, and um, uh, underground there there's access to the tunnels specifically through the through the train through this train storage yard. You can go around, and there's one part that's sort of been dug down into a ramp. Right, I'll drive that way. Yeah, so and slide down into uh, what is. Currently, sort of the entertainment section of the of the place, uh, the 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 rail the scrapyard. Basically, a bunch of decommissioned trains and broken down train carcasses have been gutted and welded together and stuffed together to make a makeshift sort of tavern entertainment bar area. A couple of other uh, business sellers. So, um, uh. As we're as we're pulling in, I send the message over to Derek. Get Comrade over here. You know his song. You know what'll bring him over immediately. I already have. You get back. And after a couple of minutes, you guys hear sort of a distant sound of music blaring. It's getting closer, closer, and closer. And you just sort of make out the words. Bad company, I can't deny. As you, for the first time, see Comrade coming, approaching the truck. As you guys start to get out and pull things out. Um, this is, how tall are you as a troll? You're like eight feet tall? Uh, I am two and, uh, two, two meters and 72 centimeters. Which is about eight and a half feet. Not eight and a half so, roughly a foot shorter than you. Completely up, back, straight backed. Um, wearing heavy red burnished armor with gold accent on certain places. Has sort of the hammer and sickle of the Soviet Union on the chest. Um, with a massive minigun strapped to his back. Soviet Union is older than I am. Along with a shotgun, a, over, a comically oversized revolver on one hip. Uh, and then a a golden a gold bronzed uh, hammer and sickle on the other hip. Um, 
and just fully armored. This is this guy looks like, with the exception of the silly additions, uh, you remember catalogs of the augmented soldier of the future that were passed around. Uh, the things like when uh, military spending budgets were going around, and they were they were you know this is what we're doing with our military. Da da da. This guy looks like like the 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 uh, the poster boy for the soldier of the future ads that you saw way back when. Only turned into a Russian propaganda machine. I mean, it's the Russian version of it. But... No, but I, mean, I mean, to be fair, Russian propaganda machine is probably something I'm very used to. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Just uh, not Soviet propaganda over, machine. Over top the, over top the coat. Oh, over top the, the, the armor, the heavily, fully armored and fully encased in the armored figure is this long brown and red duster that has sort of like had the sleeves torn off at some point in time. Um, and yeah, he's just sort of a foot shorter than you. And almost as wide. Nice! <laughs> and as he's coming up, the music seems to be blaring from his helmet. Which he sort of then wakes up, waves a hand, and it looks like he's saying something. He sort of stops, taps the side of the helmet, the music goes out, taps it again, vents open up and smoke pours out. Close it again. Ah, yes, I think I figured this out. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. I see we have new visitors to our Deadland society. Please, I am Comrade. I am one of the uh, people you would say in charge of this humble uh, colony. Cadmus, I see you have recovered at least a truck. Some toys. A uh, little bit more than that, if you wouldn't mind carrying the big, heavy table with all the sharp needles. Why, certainly. You know exactly what to get me for my pleasure. Uh, and he walks over towards the back of the truck. Uh, you're going to have to get the other truck inside the bigger truck out of the way first. I'm sure you can help with that one, too. Uh, and so he, he, Garrick, and a couple others, Duran is really drained still, sort of heave the truck out and onto a rail cart. And then from inside it, he sees all the sort of stuff you've gathered. Ah, yes. I see you have retrieved something very valuable, Cadmus. We will get this put uh, with the uh, cybernetic suites that we already have. We also got a line from that place on uh, a fabricator. Ah, really? Well then, uh, you should tell that to... person whose name I have suddenly forgotten. It's just... (laughs) It's all dust in the wind now. Captain... It was in my notebook, but I can't... I didn't bring a notebook. <laughs> you didn't bring a notebook, now did you? Um, Harlan, Commander, you, should, you should tell that to Harlan. You should go and report that information to Harlan. He will get you, the, he will get you access to the satellites. In the meantime... And he reaches down, and you remember, like, it took two people to carry this thing out, right? Which one? Actually, no, sorry, it took Bertha to carry this out. Yeah. Um, who's the troll that's bigger than you? Yeah. Com- comrade reaches over, puts two hands underneath it, and just lifting with his knees, picks it up, and starts walking away. All right. It's fair. Yep. And everybody else continues to unload everything else. Uh, Garrick is de- is deconnecting the uh, the turrets from the tr- from the Death Twinkie. The Death Twinkie is being disassembled. 
I don't think we need it in death twinkie form. It was a good ride, but I think we should probably use the scrap. Yeah, just uh, bring the bring the scrap uh, to my machine shop, and I'll get to work on making something more useful out of yep. it. Yep, and we'll put the guns in the armory. Although I think I'm going to keep this one. He says, holding the twin links LMG with a grenade launcher. And uh, someone could also bring this truck to my machine shop as well. I'm going to go talk to Captain Harlan about... Uh, Fabricators. Right. Uh, you should probably all go. We'll take care of the cleanup. And uh, take your friend. I think we might ha- I think they might have a job for him. Right. Come along. <clears throat> all of you. That means you too, Frenchie. <laughs> Matisse will raise an eyebrow. <laughs> and then... Uh, um... Look around. Is, is, so is it? Is there? Are we in like a vehicle bay area? Or? It looks like it was at one point in time. Uh, it's been. It's more like a. There's a lot of train cars that have sort of been welded together where you're at, mm-hmm. making larger shelters. Um, but it's basically you know you know like a train decommissioning yard. Yeah, it was that at one point. I just need to find a place to put my motorcycle so I can work on it later. Uh, well, they're taking that truck somewhere. Uh, as I'm getting out, I will pull the motorcycle out with me. Yeah, you can. And uh, chain it down to something. Well, you carry it with you if you want. Sure. Yeah, yeah so you pick out the motorcycle and start walking. <laughs> Just sling it over my back, walk down the halls. Sure. And you all head to meet with Harlan. So, um, Harlan is still in the communications, and so the communications hub of the Deadlands, specifically. Um... And uh, he looks up as you guys enter. Ah, welcome back. Captain? Right, I hear you have something good for me. Yes, uh, give me one moment. Uh, I'm I'm assuming there's like the the satellite war table. Yeah. Like in the middle of the room. I'll upload the uh, information that I've got to the table and try and find it on the satellite, try and pull up a satellite image. Yeah, so the table, so you upload this information to the table, which blink glows, Harlan clears some papers off of it, and this uh, holographic representation of the globe appears on it. Uh, it's sort of partially glitchy. You can tell they have, still haven't gotten quite the full satellite system back up online yet. Um, but it's got sort of the, the, the current general area on it uh, very clearly highlighted, and you start plugging coordinates, and you see it sort of like uh, a, a golden light sort of like ping and starts following uh, coordinates through it. While you're doing that, Harlan looks over. Right. I'm Captain Harlan, commander of the Outriggers here in the Deadlands and one of the leaders of the society. Uh, and you are? Matisse Dubois. Ah, and he starts speaking to you in perfect French. Ah, Matisse, well, uh, <clears throat> last time I was in France was about 200 years ago. So, what race is he? He is uh, half. He's a hel- elf. He's okay. sort of a half elf. So, yeah, that, that's how he is still alive. Yep, because elves. Yeah, because okay. elves live a long time. So do trolls, if I recall. Uh, not as long as elves, but no, not as long as elves, but longer than. Yeah, uh, orcs and humans live the same. Orcs, humans, and dwarves live roughly the same length of time. Trolls live a little bit longer, and elves. Elves live much longer, and there are some elves that never die. <laughs> There's an indeterminate amount of time that an elf will live. Yep. There hasn't been enough time of elves to know when that is. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's speaking to you in, in perfect French, and again, you know, he's, he's, he just, that, that's the thing that he says first to you. Was, the last time I was in France was about 200 years ago. Ah! <laughs> if I met him, when was 200 years ago? 
Uh, and he, he, he gives you a, he gives you a date, which is um, roughly 25 years before you went into Cryo. Ah, it was a good time in France that year. Uh, if I recall, the wine from that year was particularly sweet. Well, I definitely lost a couple of years, a couple of months to that wine, so I won't argue with you there. And he's still speaking in perfect French. Yeah. His accent isn't French at all. It definitely is somebody who is not French-speaking French, but the words that he is using and the fluency of the language is yeah. perfect. <clears throat> it's all right. It's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, those of you that don't speak French just hear these two going off in French. If I recall, everybody in the room speaks French for some strange reason. Nope. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I do. German. <laughs> oh, that's right. You don't. But you two speak French, and I know Zachary's character speaks French. Yeah. Well, yeah. to clarify, I think Zachary's character speaks like every language on the planet. Zachary's character speaks many, many languages. As he should, because he's the social one. No, that's right. Um, yeah, go on about, you know. Until someone stops us, I will go on about... The intricacies of you know, uh, af- after I've got the information pulled up, I'll say in English. All right. So, uh, based on what we found in that bunker, uh, looks like the facility we pulled these people out from wasn't fully stocked. Uh, records show that a fabricator never made it to the facility. One that the last known coordinates are here as i zoom in on the spot that the oh, coordinates and are yeah so the satellite the satellite system has and it sort of highlights an area of germany that's a place i could get to it's a bit far away uh no and hard looks at it that's outside of our range currently at least with what we have at our disposal here. We could really use that fabricator, though. We could, especially for Project Utopia. He's speaking in English again, though. Also, if it's a facility with access to a fabricator, then it might have access to other things we might need if it's still there. It could be long gone. I got a very... well bad feeling uh, that it's still there and might be in use. Why do you say that? Well, the raiders that we've run into on this mission are little more than meat puppets for someone (coughs) controlling some highly advanced machinery with very powerful rig controls that are a little bit awkward and purpose-built for the thing they're controlling. How do you mean? Well, um, the bikes and the exosuits that the raiders we've encountered have been, we- have been riding and wearing have specialized drone rigs built just for them that only move the moving parts of those things and nothing else, and are connected wirelessly to something, somewhere. Any idea how to trace back? Uh, that one you'd want to ask, Derek, someone better at the Matrix than I am. We can head off to our techies and see what they can look at it. Do you have one of these drone rings? Uh, Intact? I, I Actually, I probably do. I probably pocketed at least one. So Yeah, there were a couple. There were, there were pull one like out on a the dozen table. or so. so. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll hold out a hand and like turn his hand and lift, and the box just levitates up into the air. He'll... 
flick and it'll go over to a side table and land where uh, you see somebody look over, sort of like look at it, look back. Naharan just sort of waves a hand and click and starts going to work on it. Right. Well, we'll get uh, as much information as we can, put together a crew. Uh, David's out. Rickards are the only ones we have here at the moment. Probably could send them out to do recon. Uh, I might request, uh, it's, uh, not quite home, but it's a bit of a second home, Germany. Uh, I want to go there myself. Well, if you're volunteering, we can certainly have you switch to the Outriggers. You want to put together a team? I've got most of a team here. Well, if you're all ready for it. Give us a little bit of time. I want to see if I can make something a little bit faster to get us there. Certainly. And then back to you in French. Uh, he basically outlays what the outriggers and defenders yeah. are, gives you the whole recruiting spiel, and then asks if you would if you would like to help them uh, bring civilization back to this blasted and dreadful wasteland. Well, if I do not bring it back, where is the France I knew? Fair enough. And he'll uh, reach down, grab a trophy, and toss it to you. Catch it. Put it on your wrist. It is a combination vital sign detector, radiation detector, communication device, and GPS device. Also, data pad. You can store your money in it if you want. And music, some of us do. I suppose that uh, the money I had is long gone. Uh, well, unless you want to go raid a bank and see if they have any of it still in their data storages, which, considering some of those banks were run by, uh, people of various inscrutable means, they might very well be. But it would also mean that the people that I, um, owe debts to, they are, uh, also gone. Well, I don't know who you owe debts to, so I couldn't say. <laughs> I will make assumptions. Um... Is this the only colony? No. There are a few others around, scattered around the world. We've managed to get in touch with a couple. Uh, in particular, we're working with... Uh, in particular, we're working with an Egyptian colony. Uh, they just call themselves the Nile Survivors, working on Project, U uh, Project Utopia. Good to know. Any in France? None that we've been able to get in contact with yet, but the last time we went over towards uh, the British Isles area, we found a group of uh, crazy medieval knights practicing human sacrifice to stave off radiation. So, we're being a little bit wary of going north. That was not the answer I expected. <laughs> and he said it with a completely straight face. Um... <clears throat> If that is the world. The wasteland makes pretty strange people. Seems like an insufficient answer to me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that was one of the one shots I did. The entire team died. <laughs> nice. It happens. They got sacrificed <laughs> to appease the radiation gods. <laughs> I mean, I suppose magic versus radiation, eh. and It worked for them until Deadlands sent another strike force in to kill them. I mean, yeah. 
because human sacrifice nearby not a good choice no that's not that's not helpful and especially not with our outriggers out there all right well then Cadmus, consider yourself a uh, leader of outrigger team 17 perfect well maybe we'll get to 20 one day well, I, uh, someone still needs to keep those drones running, so whenever I'm here, I'll be doing maintenance. But let me see if I can't build something a little speedier and get us to Germany, shall I? Right. Oh, and uh, let Team 5's leader know I need to talk to him. And David is Team David, 5. Yeah. Right. <laughs> will do. All right. And you are all dismissed. I, I send a message to David uh, on the way out. Tell him that Harlan needs to speak with him. And I head to the machine shop. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? I'm immediately going to ask this man. So, uh, where I am staying here, where will I be staying? Oh, we've got a bunk. We've got a bunk area for all of our outriggers. Uh, you'll be sharing that communal quarters until we have more space. I should endeavor to get more space as soon as possible. Well, as soon as Project Utopia moves forward, hopefully we'll have as as much space as anyone would like. Uh, uh, is it on this uh, trophy you called it? Yes. I uh, uh, look on the trophy to see where everything is in this building. Yeah, and it, it pulls up a map, and it'll direct you to... So the way the building is constructed... Uh, all the way, the, the basically the center, uh, what would have been at one point the commune, or not not commune, the uh, the central area that you go to before to get your tickets and everything before you go to the trains. Yeah. Um, main hall area has basically been converted to a semi marketplace slash uh, uh, slash office space. Um, so there's like there's market stalls on one side, offices on the other side. On the other side of the marketplace is where you guys came in, which was the old salvage depot, which has been converted into an entertainment district. And on the other side of the offices, on the on the opposite side, are barracks, uh, barracks for the outriggers, barracks for the defenders, um, and then uh, armory and maintenance. <clears throat> and then uh, north is the wall which you look out and see is sort of a, just a, a large, what would have been the windows looking out onto the street. Now it just looks out at dirt, so the front end of it, and it's also where the entrances to the rail, to the rails are. Um, and then to the south is civilian, is civilian quarters. Uh, basically all of the, anybody that's not military, that's not part of the militia, uh, either outriggers or uh, defenders, uh, live there. And it's sort of, <clears throat> it's like a, Ten to one ratio civilians to range civilians to hunters. Okay. So it's pretty packed. Yeah. Also, you notice there's probably not you heard you heard that you guys are team seventeen, which sort of gives you an idea that there's about sixteen other teams. The barracks are fairly small, especially for the outriggers. The outriggers have the smallest barracks. You get the feeling that's because they're not here a lot. Seems fair. Right. Well, in that case, I will. <clears throat> um, man, I didn't rest much on the drive over, so I'll probably go actually sleep. Yeah. Like not cryo sleep. Yeah. Yeah. You so you you had you had the barracks to the outrigger barracks. Um, it's a communal barracks. Like it's not. There's not like there are bunk beds in a row. 
So it's not like you can personalize your bunk. Mm-hmm. There are some personal affectations put up, but it's typically separated out by team. And there's also, you see a digital monitor on one end that sort of has a, a scoreboard. Um, number of success, uh, it's sort of separated out by successful missions, kill count, death count, um, and, uh, and uh, impact on Project Unity percentages. Score. Literally, yeah, they've sort of they've uh, they they've they've basically done as much as they could to build competition in the outriggers, in particular, to encourage performance. Because if you're not working for something that you can, like, pride is the easiest motivator. Yeah, and it's something that keeps a- people appeal going. Appeal to ego. Yeah, uh, and you see, so the teams are ranked out uh, by their by their overall score when you add all that together. And at the bottom, with one mission successful. And five percent, five percent to uh, towards Project Unity is Team Seventeen, and zero deaths, <laughs> zero deaths, and zero confirmed kills. Mostly because you guys didn't record them. <laughs> right. Well, as uh, as somebody with a degree of pride, I will need to make sure to record my kills. Yep. I'll right. have to figure out how to do that. How do you, yeah, how do you go about uh, in a trophy? Yeah, you can record in trophy. So, um, I I head into the machine shop. Okay. What's Gilda doing? Uh, she's kind of in a mood right now. She heads heads over to just, she's angrily working on Okay. Go ahead and make me, what's a skill check for that? You've got a a weaponry skill, don't you? Armory. Armory. Armory, yeah. Where's Armory? It's why I took Armory. It's a technical skill. Uh, lot Armorer. Armorer is the. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a logic Armorer skill. Armorer check. One success. All right. So yeah, you're you you go out and you start. Are you fine tuning your weapons? Or are you fine tuning the weapons that you got? Just the weapons I have. Yeah, so, so yeah, you, you start, you just go out, set out a table, and just start very mechanically and ritualistically cleaning your gun, mm-hmm. taking apart, disassembling your guns, cleaning each individual part, and it's sort of, you're just working on that. Make me a willpower roll. One success. So as you're cleaning... And you're, uh, you're, you sort of take apart your gun, and you pick up the piston, the, the sort of the, the barrel, and you, you pull out the little feathered uh, pipe cleaner, basically, and start dusting in the barrel and getting in the grooves and trying, making sure to get all the gunk and everything out of the rifling. You just have this very quick flash of a metal spike coming at you, and you just drop it. And you're fine. But that was sort of your first actual life and death combat scenario. And you're sort of still feeling some of the wounds. And you realize that you haven't actually been properly treated yet. Your side still kind of hurts from where you got stabbed. You just... Sort of yeah. 
Brandon Did Barrett. You know? and yeah. Continue cleaning the gun. All right, Eon, we done. Um. <clears throat> Uh, um, so the market area, they have, they just have all kinds of different yeah. crud for sale and stuff. I'm just gonna trade out some of the stuff that I found that was jewelry and stuff, and try to convert it to cash. Yeah, that it was. Make sure I get everything in in one nice neat little pile. Yeah, there's a there's a one of one of the uh, people, one of the civilian sort of organizations is a semi makeshift bank. Yeah. And basically what they've done is they've figured out they, they, they have a conversion rate for uh for material items to Nugan because Nugan is a digital currency. There's right. no there's no need for hard anything. Right. Um okay. and uh they <clears throat> they basically hand out the cred sticks. They have they have certified authorized cred sticks for debt for hunters for for the deadlands. And that's how they prevent fake money, basically. Right. If you don't have an authorized cred stick, which is very difficult to hack into then your money's probably fake. So you you have your cred stick and you bring it in and and hand out the things. How much did how much did stuff did you find? About about five thousand worth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they go through it and they, they they ascertain it roughly the same value that you ascertained and you get five thousand million. Okay. Um What kind of, of... I don't really need much of anything, so there is a there is a there there is a um there is a magical lodge uh in the civilian area uh that do create foci. Oh right, yeah. If you were looking That's to potentially buy one of those. Do something like that. Um yeah, how do I uh about Yep, folk have, have a specific cost. If you want to go ahead and look up right, their yeah, cost in this book, and while you do that, Cadmus. Yeah, so um, Cadmus steps into the machine shop and like sees the the hover truck and the and the death the death spider have been brought in. Uh, Vanguard's taken up his position, and you see you also see Comrade and Garrick sitting there talking about the gun Garrick put together, and sort of comparing it to Mister Lennon. And I realize that I've been running on artificial adrenaline for the past four hours. <laughs> yep. And I walk over to the bed that I've got in the corner of the machine shop and just and pass out. <laughs> yeah, and as you as you make as you hit that realization, uh, Derek's overdrive ends. <laughs> so you just go and just without being able to vocalize the problem, just stomp past. Like, do, 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 do. And just collapse face first. Nice. And over the course of the rest of the evening, you all eventually get your rest. You sleep a full night, some of you with flashes of previous experiences haunting you still. And you awake the next morning. Some of us did horrible things 175 years ago that... Can't haunt us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You see, it, it, it finds out if you uh, ignore your conscious long enough, it goes eventually away. It goes, goes away. away. Um, meanwhile, uh, so when you wake up uh, next to, uh, sort of on the end table next to your bed, there is a cred stick <laughs> with a note on it, you know, a little like sticky note saying, 
Uh, this is your official pay. Don't lose it. Pick it up. You can slot it into your trophy to find out how much is on it. 3,000 million. Nice. And all of you, uh, uh, all of your accounts have been up, have been updated with an additional 3,000 million. Yeah, I have a gold cred stick, so. Yep. How much? 3,000. And these are to your accounts uh, with the bank, uh, with, with the Deadlands Bank, so you don't necessarily have to carry it on your cred stick, but it did get direct deposited when you got back. Yeah. So. You can offload it to a cred stick whenever you want, if you yeah. want to. You all have a, you all have a credit. Well, you, you three have a credit account. Matisse does not. Matisse just got a credit stick with 3,000 million on it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to open a credit account. And you wake up. I wake up, and then it's... Okay. Gotta make something that can take us to Germany. Right. So I immediately start working on taking the hover supports off of the truck mm-hmm. and putting it on something a little bit smaller and faster that can carry a small squad. So like a buggy? Yeah. Yeah, you've got... yeah the, 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 the mechanic shop has been salvaging chassis for years to just you know for the eventuality of I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, creating vehicles i'm thinking i want to aim for like a very rough and tumble speeder yeah with like a gun mount on one end so that i can have some kind of defense while i'm going yeah, you've got sort of like a you've got like a usb body uh, not usb uh, a suv uh yeah. body sort of in there that you could probably take apart yeah turn to a buggy nice uh go ahead and you're going to be making an extended an extended test threshold how long do you want to take on this uh, all day if I need to. All right. So give me. We'll give you. We'll give you the first twelve hours. So give me twelve automotive mechanics rolls. Logic. Auto mechanic. All right. Is Matisse going to go work on his bike? Yes. With with the the scrap from the train yard and that sort of stuff, I can finally. So you walk into the mechanic bay and proper, you see you see Cadmus just tearing apart an SUV. That's fine. And and with the hover with the hover with the with the hover repulsors off to one side, he's obviously trying to convert it. I will promptly ignore Cadmus. That's fine. All right, go ahead. Uh, so how long do you want to take on the bike? Uh, I mean, like him all day if necessary. All right. So we'll give you the first twelve hours. So twelve uh, extended test rolls. Alright. Let me know if either one of you hit 30. It'll take a while. Uh, she's still working on guns. Is she still getting flashes? Uh, not right, not right now. Okay. You're, you're, you've had a good night's rest, so it's sort of, you've sort of been able to put it behind you a bit. You feel like that was probably mostly because you were tired. Alright. And stressed. You said, how many am I aiming for? Let me know if you hit 30 before 12, before okay. you finish 12. She's still stressed. Yep, no, no, you're definitely still stressed, but... Extremely stressed. So what do you want to do? Working on guns. All right. Sitting there, silently. So you sit there, just quietly. Click, 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 click. After a couple of hours, a heavy hand falls on your shoulder. It's Garrick, the orc. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only take apart and clean a pistol so many times. (laughs) She ignores him and goes back. I hit 30 at 9. You want to help me take care of these other guns that we got? He says, pointing over to the pile of LMGs. She nods and... He'll, he'll hand you an LMG, sit down, break it, go through. What'd you make? 
Uh, I hit 30 at 9. At 9? All right. So in 9 hours, you've managed to strip this, uh, you've managed to strip the chassis and have started making progress on attaching the uh, repulsors. Uh, how many more hours do you want to spend working on it? Uh, give it another 8-hour shift. All right. Uh, give me 8 more rolls. Let me know if you hit 30 before 8. I hit it in 11. All right. Uh, oh, and that's, yeah, 8 hours from now. So yeah. <clears throat> you hit 11? All right, so you... It took me the whole day. It took you uh, 11 hours. Cadmus is still working, but you have finished a working electric bike. How well does it function? As good as a... Uh, let me... Can I see the bus real quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have made, effectively... Let me find the vehicles... You wouldn't happen to remember what page vehicles are on. I'm looking it up right now. Actually, I've got the. Uh, it's. I've, I've got the the PDF in front of me. I'll give this back to Stan. Uh, let me know when you find the vehicles page. I'm on there. Uh, look at motorcycles. You have the lowest ranking motorcycle. Okay. The lowest cost motorcycle, basically. All right. So. Uh, lowest cost motorcycle. So better than the Dodge scooter. The one that's like literally a yeah, no, it's a motorcycle, not a not a scooter. Cool, just checking. At the on the eighth roll, I hit thirty. So yeah, at the at the eighth hour, you have successfully attached the hover repulsors to the SUV, and now you've got to work on the electronics. How many hours do you want to spend on that? Uh, or would you like to enlist help with the electronics? I've spent seventeen hours today. Uh, you want to give it a rest for the night? Yeah, I'm going to give it a rest and see if Derek can give me a hand with the electronics. Okay, so that you've been doing that all day, so back in the morning. So you and Garrick sit down, start working on these LMGs, and he breaks he, he breaks one open, starts pulling out stuff. So, how you doing? Fine. Sure? You'll look fine. Gets a rag, starts cleaning to the barrel. Have you looked at a? Have you had a doctor look at your stab wound yet? Fine. <laughs> you sure? That shit can get infected. <laughs> She's ignoring him. That's fine. He's he's working too. He's just working and talking. Yeah, no, I remember the first time I went out on a run. We got up against these. Uh, what are they called? Did they call them basilisks? Basically, fucking huge irradiated crocodiles. Like to eat a man whole kind of thing. We were with Comrade though, and uh, motherfucker, he just snapped one in half. I don't know what he runs on, but it is crazy. Anyways, he runs on crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, one took a big ass chunk out of my leg. He says, and he sort of indicates his leg, which you realize is entirely cybernetic. Had to get it replaced. He reached down, ting, ting. I mean, it's kind of better than the old one. He says, uh, tapping it, and a compartment opens up, and he pulls the gun out. All sorts of neat hiding places. Puts it back in, closes it. <sighs> you should have seen David, though. He said, still cleaning. I mean, he's our leader and all, but he fucking pissed himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's just talking. She 
she's not responding at all. She's just like aggressively. <laughs> just, just even more aggressively. Yes, just aggressively. Things. Yep. He's he's working quickly and calmly, like, and it is like he's just sort of talking, sort of secondhand while cleaning, and just breaking things and cleaning them out and. He stops talking for a little bit while he's focusing on cleaning. You just gonna keep playing? Say nothing. Just aggressively. Alright. Right. So you spend how long do you spend cleaning guns? possibly until someone stops her yeah all right yep so after a while you get to the last lmg and garrick reaches over and grabs it there's none left to, to sort of break down and clean well thanks for the help breaks it starts cleaning it you should probably go get some rest or talk to someone <laughs> <laughs> She gets up and goes over to the and starts the yeah. same thing on them. Uh, the other guns have already been cleaned. She does it again. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over at you. You know, you can only clean a gun so many times before you actively break it. She She's ignoring you. Yeah. Somebody may have to force something <laughs> here. He puts Not it back together, mood. puts it down, reaches over. Puts a hand on your shoulder, pulls you away from the gun. <laughs> you know, it gets better. Just glares I mean, you get stabbed left often. Mostly because you learn to avoid it. Glaring at you. He's just looking down at you. He seems like the kind of guy that doesn't really, isn't really affected by anything. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you recall that I think the only real emotional reaction you've ever seen him have was when he was shooting bandits. <laughs> Outside of that, he's pretty much the same level, calm-headed person. And so as you glare at him, you realize that you're effectively glaring at a wall. You may as well be glaring at Comrade for all the effect your glare is having. Just that he's not armored and invisible. <laughs> She'll, she just kind of brushes him off. She walks over to the bed. She sits on it and pulls out her guns and starts. <laughs> she hasn't cleaned those yet. <clears throat> starts working on them. <sighs> well, yeah, I guess I can do that. And he, he pulls up his trophy and flicks something. And then sits back, crosses his arms, waits. He's looking at you. Okay. She has her back turned. Okay. So after a while, <laughs> you hear. Thunk, 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 thunk. Head to the medical. And then you were lifted up off the bed. <laughs> Taken to the infirmary. <laughs> okay. She looks up. Comrade's holding you. She just glares at him. Tell me, little one. Have you seen Doctor yet? Fine. Garrick says you have not seen Doctor yet. I'm fine. We're going to go see Doctor now. <laughs> she just glares at him. She knows there's no fighting. 
turns and just walks holding you at arm's length up in the air. <laughs> just arms crossed. And angry just, glare. Just angry gnoming it right now. He's holding yes. Just, just angry glare as he's <laughs> holding her out. Cadmus, while you're working on your car, you look out and you see Comrade <laughs> walking past the mechanics bay holding Gilda. <laughs> just in midair. And she's got her arms and legs crossed. I should probably, you know, I, before I sleep, I should go see about that. So. <laughs> Thunk. I, should, I, Thunk. I put down my Thunk. tools after a minute Thunk. and start following Thunk. after slowly. <laughs> And eventually, you're taken. Uh, you, you're 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 brought into the civilian ward where the medical bay is. Okay. And he walks into the medical bay. Doctor Zeppelita. Uh, Zepp Zepp Zepp. Doctor Zepp. And you're Doctor Zeppelita. And this very Doctor Zeppeli. <laughs> Doctor Zeppeli, no, no. Um, Zeppelita. Uh, and you see. Uh, this very world-weary elven woman uh, come out of a uh, out of a back room wearing wearing uh, sort of slightly grungy medical scrubs, but not not dirty, just like they've been worn a long time. Mm-hmm. Her arms are rolled, her her, her sleeves are rolled up, Afraid and she's got clean. Up. She, yeah, they, they've been washed so many times. They're yeah, just sort of permanently, permanently sort of dingy. Um, She's her sleeves are rolled up, her hands are covered in blood. Ah, would you please put her down over there? As she moves over to the sink, starts washing her hands. And comrade, thunk, 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 puts you down in a chair, reaches up, pats your head. Now you'll be good for the good doctor. I do not want to hear you've been making trouble. <laughs> I sort of waves a finger in your face. Very like, 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 like a father talking to an infant. <laughs> Dirty look. And suddenly, it suddenly occurs to you, you don't know how old Comrade is. He's just always have been there. <laughs> just shoot some. Eh, that's fair. Uh, doctor finishes cleaning her hands, pulls out a towel, wipes her hands off, reaches over, grabs a data pad, grabs a little rolling stool, pulls it over, sits down on it, and just, like, she's still across the room from you, sits down on the stool, looks over, sees where you're at, turns around, puts a foot up, and just kicks herself off the wall. And so this stool just sort of slides over. And it has like a good force to it at first, and then... (laughs) She turns around. So, what's the problem? Stopped. Where? She shoves her side. Still arms crossed. Still angry. She looks down. (sighs) Well... She raises a hand and flicks her fingers, and a little burst of fire erupts from her shoulder. And when it clears, there's this small imp figure sitting on her shoulder. Just sort of standing there looking. Uh, Ify, would you please take a look? 
and he climbs down her arm, hops over onto the chair, and just reaches over and like pulls like the side of your shirt up to look where you've been stabbed. Uh, write something down on the data pad. How long ago were you stabbed? How long? Like a day and a half. Like a day ago now. Not Actually, a day, day and a half ago. About a day. And you didn't have anyone see to these wounds before now? <sighs> Writes down more on the data pad. Well, you've got an infection. You've probably been having a headache, probably some hallucinations for a little while. <sighs> Are you oh. implying that these, like, uh, hobo machines haven't been sanitizing their stabby spikes? Yes. What? <laughs> How inconsiderate. You know if anyone else on your uh, team was stabbed? Was anyone else stabbed? Uh, yeah, that person that I thought I healed. I was, but I was healed. I, was, I healed yeah. him. I didn't know that she had... I was she, attacked, she didn't but... tell anyone. <laughs> she, yeah. yeah. Not a, not a She's talker. not very open. <laughs> no, uh, she's Ma not open. Matisse had been stabbed. Oh, Matisse? Yeah, but he had been healed. Oh, right. Okay. I would have healed you if I didn't know. So she shakes know. her head. Uh, 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 all your stun damage, by the way, is gone, everyone. All, yeah. The only thing that's still there is physical damage. Yes. How much physical damage have you taken? Um. There's like three boxes. It was... Six boxes. Six boxes. Ah, <laughs> you're a lot more injured than I, I thought. I knew it was a significant. I forgot how injured I was. Yeah. <laughs> Pass out. I should have passed yeah, so, Well, I would have noticed that and healed. Um, well, uh, she was too stoic. Well, uh, I need you to look at me. I'm going to count to three. One. <laughs> make a body check. Ah. <laughs> I feel like this is a bit to hurt. Yeah. Wow. No successes. You scream <laughs> as as the <laughs> wounds are burned closed by this little imp touching you. <gasps> yeah, I start at one because they expected they start at three, and the surprise makes them hold still. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me for. I'm the doctor. <laughs> He's the one that burned you. She says, "He's putting on me." Just looks up at you. She tries to like squish him like a bug. Like make a attack roll. Comes down. A what? Uh, make an unarmed attack roll. What? What do I roll for that? Unarmed. Uh, agility oh, plus the unarmed skill. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, you're really good at that. Oh yeah, I do have. Oh wow, I am really good at that. <laughs> uh, you still at minus two dice pool? Yeah, you still haven't been healed yet. You just been okay. the wounds have been uh, been okay, treated. That's, that's fine. I still have a significant amount. Three. So, so you slap down where it was, and before it connects, it dissipates into fire. You slap down past it, and it reappears on top of your hand. Now, what he did was get rid of the infection. You'll start to feel better on that end soon. Now, what I've got to do, she says, sort of drawing a symbol in the air and then putting her hand through it and onto your shoulder. 
You heal four. Okay. So you feel like the wounds had already been burned, and now they sort of, like, you sort of feel that pain lessen drastically, mm-hmm. and you sort of look down instinctively to see what's happened, and all that's left is some like, some very light scarring. She sort of brings her hand back, looks down. Ah, yes, well. And uh, does it again. Right, you heal the remaining amount of damage. Um, and the scars just sort of... The scars fade. It was six. They're, they are... <laughs> the... Um, they're still visible. Like, you're still going to have visible scars there. Mm-hmm. But the internal damage has all been completely restored. You're feeling okay. actually much better. Lighter, even. Um, like, when you're, when, you're, when you're injured that way and you favor your side, you start to feel a little bit heavy on that side. You suddenly, like... It doesn't hurt to move again, again anymore. And at this point, the imp sort of jumps back over and clambers back up onto her shoulder. And she sort of looks at you. All right, well, your wounds are healed. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? <laughs> she just gets up. God, must have leaned on the wall outside the door. <laughs> As you walk out, she goes, I am a licensed psychiatrist. If you ever need to talk, feel free to come back. And she puts a foot up on the chair that you had been sitting in. And pushes, and she rolls back into the room that she had been in previously. A little imp on her shoulder. If you ever learn to learn what the imp is saying, it might be interesting. Which is that? Impish. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you. I don't know which human language just sounds like. Rah! I don't know. There might be one. <laughs> yeah, you walk outside, and Cadmus is staying there. You know, um, I wish I could say it gets easier, but uh, it really doesn't. Uh, this is uh, Deadlands. It's not a it's not a place for soft. It's got a way of beating that out of you. And to be fair, that's the purpose of the project. We're trying to. Trying to make a world where people can be soft, where they can not worry about what's going to kill them tomorrow. But but right now, you and I have got to be tough as nails and hard as stone if we want to see that world tomorrow. She sorry. She just loves staring. (laughs) She doesn't say anything. And the two stare at each other. Dramatically. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the mechanic shop. Oh, we, <laughs> I was playing. I was playing. It's going to I was playing. Yeah. Doesn't make much of a difference to me. Well, the idea of something in the future worth fighting for, something... Something that you can be, certainly son of a bitch, for... It's a little bit gratifying to know that you're not just spitting anger at a wall. Harlan's dreams might be far-fetched, but it's uh, good to have a dream. 
My dreams died a long time ago. By the new one. When we stop dreaming, that's when we die. When we stop having something to live for. He just walks past him. Yeah, let's go. Where are you heading? She heads back to her area. As you as you're going past, comrades walking past, carrying something heavy, and as he's walking, you hear blasting from his helmet. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? Just as he's walking past, he's carrying something. He's carrying like a huge box, just not paying attention to anything but where he's going and just music playing. He's carrying like a video game crate. <laughs> You know, the crates that don't actually exist anywhere? Uh, no, it actually looks like it's an ammo crate. Okay. Dream of the night is dreams. <laughs> That's just what he was playing. Man has a very good taste of music. Gavin <laughs> just heads back, because this is at probably near the end of his work on the... You also passed by comrade playing Sweet Dreams of yeah. Man of this. <laughs> He's kind of nods. Uh, he... Probably heads back to his bunk because he's probably near the end of his yeah. seventeen hours of working yeah. on a. And you have a working motorcycle now. Yay! With those stats. Yeah. Um. Now just to make it appropriately pretty. Yep. Are you gonna put that ramp plate on it? Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought I already attached that to the body, but yeah. No, no you know you did. That's right, you did. But there's a ramp plate on it because ramp plate. Um. <laughs> if I mount a gun, the front of it. Would it be gunnery to fire it or piloting to fire it? Because gunnery. Um, gunnery is for firing any sort of mounted turret, yeah. especially especially if you're not directly holding the trigger. Okay, cool. Um, um, I just have to get a gun, obviously. Yeah, but. you have to get one. Right now you have a ram plate. A uh, ram plate, by the way, allows you to uh, uh, ram a, a, a target, and you basically deal... You, you make an attack roll with your driving skill... And you deal the amount of successes over a one plus the body of the vehicle okay. uh, in damage. Without damaging the vehicle because you've got the ram plate. So what you're saying is this vehicle does less damage than my fist. Yes. <laughs> but. You can do a but, drive by and swing at some point. But you there. can do it at high speeds without risking yourself. Yeah. No, there's definitely advantages to that. Yeah. Um. The fact that it's troll size, does that change any of the stats or anything? No. Okay. Um, well, at that point, I'm going to work on, you know, decal work and painting. Yep. That you can just do. You don't have to make rolls yep. for that. Make it. Make it. It has to be red, white, and blue. Obviously. But in the correct order. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, sort of he what sort of heathen do you take me for, John? I don't know. We can't have it mistaken for, like, you know, America, red, white, and blue. No. Or, certainly or British. Not. Nope. Why is red, white, and blue so common large? Because they're important colors. And because Europe did it, and then everyone else that Europe colonized did it. Well, yeah, America and France did it France. because they revolted right about the same time. Yeah. And they stole from each other's revolution. Well, they worked with each other. Well, but one was... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyways. Eon. France and America used to be great friends. Eon. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. Do I want one of these or one of those? Which Probably one's cheaper? These. I don't know. Remember, it costs karma to make. So. 
Yeah. Are we putting so whatever? What's the difference between this will be your downtime? So yeah. What what what? Well, let's so the audience can know what what okay. what the focus of your thing is. Difference between like a spill a spell foci and the power foci. All right. So I the mean, power, power focus. The yeah. power focus adds its uh, adds its rating to all of your to to all of your spellcasting rolls for uh, to all of your skill rolls with let me let me find it real quick. Um, yes. Sorcery, conjuring, and enchanting. It basically increases your effective magic rating when you're when you're making those rolls. Uh, Is that, but there's a spell focus empowers a specific sorcery based skill. Like uh, for you can you combat. can well for for a specific type of spell. Right. Okay. So if you use a spell focus, for instance, if you have the heal spell, and you use and you have a spell focus for healing. It gives you additional dice, additional effect for, for healing, spell. Spe- the healing school of spells. If it's right. combat, it does that for combat. If it's detection, it does that for detection. A power focus gives you bonuses to specific roles that you might be making. Like oh, for like for damage or for well, like to 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 activate an ability to summon a to summon a spirit, for instance. And then right. a battle focus is a magic smash stick. A weapon focus, weapon focus. is a, a magic smash stick. Yeah, yeah. Or a combat focus for. I got to figure out um, summoning yeah. spirits and stuff like that. Is is what I'm. Yeah. What so I'm like summoning spirits, summon spirits. So the thing the doctor did right there was summoning a spirit. Yeah. And that was and particularly a fi- that was a uh, that was particularly a fire spirit uh, that could help that helps her in medicine checks. Yes. Um, lets her do things like you know. Cure an infection, maybe also help doing healing spells, healing checks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that you can do as a sorcerer. In fact, you could also theoretically find because you're a because you're a shamanistic tradition, you could find a mentor spirit if you were to go on a journey and find one of those, and they can give you additional effects similar to focuses. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can you can you can determine what focus you want after because we're we're just about yeah, we're, we're right, actually we're, it's, to, we're we're right. wrapping up now so. Yeah. You that can determine what focus you're doing later. So, as some of you go to bed, some of you spray decals onto a bike, some of you <laughs> go focus shopping. Um, you go to bed, you go to your tasks, knowing that tomorrow brings a new mission and new dangers and new opportunities to make a killer car. Literally. And... Most of you are okay with the dangers that it brings, either whether it be for glory, for the good of the uh, good of the community, for uh, just for fun. And some of you might be a little bit more wary of what sort of danger you might be putting yourself in. But you go to bed knowing that you have made steps forward, significant steps forward towards the betterment of your situation and that of the Deadlands. And that's while maybe not a comforting thought is a good thought. And that's where we'll end it for the night. So we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms where you can help support us 
<laughs> along with all of our other patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons, especially our $25 tier supporters, Chris Comfort, Antitonic, and Cat Waterflame. Yay, Cat! Without whom we won't be able to do <laughs> quite as much as we do already. Sorry, it's mandatory. Um, <laughs> you didn't throw yourself out of the chair. You should just rocket yourself out of the chair. Um, <laughs> Directly onto the concrete floor. You can support us there. Uh, thanks to the support of our patrons, uh, we have been able to put up this really sweet uh, live studio, and we like it, so hopefully you guys do. He's nice. It's very nice, and we are improving it constantly thanks to your help and support. Uh, if you'd like to support us here on Twitch, you can follow us here on Twitch if you're watching. You can also subscribe with that subscribe button up there. And remember, if you're a Twitch, if you are an Amazon Prime uh, subscriber, uh, you do get a free $5 subscription to any Twitch channel, and it can be us if you like us. We appreciate it. Um, you can also throw bits our way if you want to see more drastic improvements. Uh, we appreciate that as well. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe below. Uh, we also appreciate the folks over at 411mania.com. William, if I want to hear about the information about that's coming out of Comic-Con, uh, that's been coming out of Comic-Con for the past few days, where might I go to get that uh, information? 411mania.com. Yeah, well, what is 411mania.com? Well, 411mania.com is a geek culture website. Tell it to your mic. I'm talking sideways. <laughs> that mic. That one's that not mic on. That mic is off. <laughs> your mic listens to you. Um, Four Hundred Mini is a geek culture website. It's got uh, all pop culture and uh, nerd information. Anything you might want to know about uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, anything about information coming out of Comic Con. Any wrestling, MMA, uh, gaming news. Uh, they got everything, and also all the final show films and stuff. Uh, so go check them out at 411mania.com. Yep, we appreciate them, and we appreciate all of you. And we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Goodbye. Wait, hang on. I always forget this part. Have the keyboard in your hand I before you say have, goodbye. I need to have the keyboard in my hand before I say goodbye. Hang on. Uh, goodbye.